0: Hi everybody, welcome to episode 132 of the Art of His Podcast. I'm really excited about this episode. I am I you guys, I know I'm a broken record. I know. But I had such great chemistry with Josh and just loved talking with him. It was just so easy, it felt fun, it felt like I was just talking to like an old friend. And gosh, if that's not a gift, I don't know what is. I mean a gift to me. Like, it's just a beautiful, like, I I mentioned this in uh, the Hallowed Wide Diary that I released a a couple days ago now. Um, Actually, did I? Okay, wait, now I just sound like a crazy person. But maybe you know what it is? I got a blog post in the pipeline. I've been thinking about these things and then I can't tell like where I'm thinking about them, you know, art brain. Um, But I've been thinking about the fact that the hallowed wide, which is the album I'm releasing right now is it's, it's bigger to me than like a music project. I mean, it's a, it's a hypothesis um, about, you know, what it means to be human and what it means to be like a responsible member of the global human family. And you better believe I'm like, troubleshooting that hypothesis in my day-to-day life and I feel like my podcast is like you know it's these little mini hallowed wide excursions I'm like I'm getting I'm gathering data Um, you know I've said this part before surely but sitting in a in a small room you know a few feet away from someone I've never met before and connecting and talking about our lives and you know it's very vulnerable and it's it requires a lot of trust and you know it's research it's it's it is it is a hallowed wide and um and you know this conversation felt like a like a really lovely journey across a little hallowed wide um, a very easy one. no, no obstacles. You know, this is a hallowed wide that had like a a beautiful suspension bridge across it, and we just Josh and I just moseyed right on down skipping our way across that suspension bridge um breathing in like beautiful humid air you know that's what I imagine that I really need right now because the air is fucking dry here in Utah and also I'm allergic to the entire landscape um so yeah you know anyway that's my yeah that's the that's the uh That's this, that's the metaphor for this conversation. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm a little bit too busy right now. And the way that it's, you know, uh, manifesting itself in my brain on this particular day is I'm feeling a little silly Billy, just a little too busy, busy to the extent that everything just feels kind of like, eh, what even is life? Everything's kind of just, you know, neither here nor there. Does that feel like it's in opposition to what I said before? Hmm. Maybe that's something to think about any way. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe I've already announced the next song that's coming out in case I haven't. I'm not going to tell you about it now, but if it hasn't happened until now, it's going to be happening in the next couple days. So stay tuned. That's my news. Um, If you haven't heard it already, my live show has been announced. It is going to be Saturday, October 22nd in Provo, Utah, at the brand new um, venue opening up there. Um, Our show will be like one of the first shows there at uh, The Rise. And um, I'm playing with some friends, Die Shiny, and they are doing an album release too. So they're playing first and then I'm playing second. And it's going to be a beautiful night full of metaphors. And I can't wait. So if you're in Utah, save the date. Um, ticket sales will be up soon. And if you are not in Utah, but you live close and you've been meaning to like see Moab or Zion National Park or, you know, whatever, like just come. This is a great time to do a trip. Come see us and see, you know, see Utah. <clears throat> okay. I'm getting over a cold still. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little icky. Sorry about that you guys, should I tell you about Josh? Okay. Before I read his bio, I want to tell you, I know about Josh because of Ryan. And if you listen to this podcast, you'll know about Ryan. I feel like I talk about him all the time. He makes all of my music videos and we're just good friends. And Josh is a good friend of Ryan's and uh, like old friends. And Josh was featured in a film reel that, or a a film reel, a short, a short, short film. Is that what we call it? Um, That Ryan made. And it is just it's amazing we talk about it in the episode and i will link it in the show notes but it's just a it's just a short little film i want to say it's like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like under 10 minutes. It might even be shorter than that, but it's, it's hilarious and just so beautifully done. And Josh is just like, so fun to watch in it. And Ryan's been telling me for years, like, Emily, you have to meet Josh. You have to, you have to interview him. And, um, Ryan was right. It was just, it was a great conversation. So that's, that's kind of how, um, I found Josh, um, through Ryan. And, uh, now is a good time, I think, to read you Josh's bio. Um, Now, normally when bios are written in the first person, I change them to the third person, but I don't think my brain is going to be capable of that today. I'm just a little bit too tired. And so I'm just going to go ahead and read it in the first person from Josh. 12 years ago, I graduated from the prestigious film program at Brigham Young University and began my career in filmmaking. At different times over the years, I've had unique love affairs with each aspect of the filmmaking process. I've been a DP, a producer, an editor. I've played various roles in ideating and executing fiction narratives, and I've traveled to many countries as a documentarian. Although the skill sets and disciplines have varied, the common thread that binds them all together is passion. I just love film. That's my foundation. I'm grateful for my various roles in the industry because they've given me the one thing that foundations should offer, a solid place to launch from. Throughout my filmmaking journey, I held a secret. Although I was incredibly comfortable behind the camera and was making a good career out of it, where I really wanted to be was in front of the camera, metabolizing scripts, taking the words of another and bringing them to life in a way that impacts people the way I've been impacted by my acting heroes. So from time to time, I take the occasional role as a favor to a friend or help sometimes just because it sounded fun. But in taking on these roles, I could see the trajectory of my true passion in filmmaking, acting. Acting is a challenge a- challenge as it should be. It's a puzzle. It's a piece of the process that I love figuring out. Stepping in front of the camera more and more isn't what I thought it would be. I don't feel out of place here. This is where I want to be, comfortable in the uncomfortable. I love it. I don't see any reason to pretend that acting isn't something. Oh, that little "Mm, I love it. That was from me, Emily. Okay, now I'm going back to Josh voice. I don't see any reason to pretend that acting isn't something that I'm pursuing with the whole of my efforts. If possible, I'm sitting in a certain sweet spot, both humbled by acting opportunities and extremely confident that I'm the right person for the job. Oh, do you love him already? I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview. And I think you're done hearing from me. Okay, so without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Josh Gibson. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice.
1: <laughs> so, do you know Ryan? Were you guys like in a band together or
0: No, I know Ryan from such a weird reason, which is that when I very first moved to Utah, I was still. LDS, okay. And I was in I was in his parents' ward. Oh, um, okay. So that's why I know him. Um, and then when so he moved back to Utah right after he had jaw surgery or like to have jaw surgery.
1: Oh, right, right. I do remember that. Yeah.
0: Um, and so he was like living with his parents during that time because uh-huh. he needed a ton of help. Um, and then uh he wanted to take voice lessons. Oh. So he started taking voice lessons from me. Oh, cool. And then I was like you should sing in this wedding band that I run. And then we did that for a couple of years. And I then do we, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then when he, so that was why we were going to Boise. And then, um, when he started, uh, Tiger Trap, he called me and he was like, Hey, I'd love to make some music videos. If ever, that's a thing that you want to do. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. And then we, we made 12 music videos for my new album that's rolling out. So yeah,
1: I've seen like, I, I remember seeing him on, it was like a little teaser or something on his Instagram Yeah, and it was mind blowing. I loved Thanks. it. And I've listened to a lot of your stuff and it's great. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Well, I've only seen one of your things, which is dad jokes, but oh. I've, watched dad, I've watched dad jokes like 12 times. Oh gosh, it's thank so you. funny. Awesome. I love it so much. Ryan
1: killed it too. It's like, yeah, it was, I, it, yeah, Ryan is, seriously amazing he it's it's hard to believe he's only been doing i know uh, video like, stuff for so little time <laughs>
0: sometimes i feel like when someone is like that like just so talented but also just kind of humble mm. people People can easily just like kind of take it for granted and just be like, oh, yeah, this is good. But like, it's really good. Oh,
1: he's super. good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's funny because he's like those kinds of people are very easy to hate. But Ryan is absolutely not one of those people. Yeah,
0: not at all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my my brother, you know, God bless him, is he's he's very talented, um, does everything extremely well. You know, he's tried everything from pottery to wow. photography to Uh, he's a professor, um, just everything, oil painting, um and he's obviously gifted at all of it, you yeah. know, world renowned kind of yeah. guy. So oh gosh. we're like, yeah, okay, great. We, d- well, we don't sp- like you. Well, speaking, he's also not speaking easy of to your hate, brother,
0: but... I like to talk about people's childhoods. Do you want to? Oh. you want to dig in?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, okay. let's do it. I mean, <laughs> so, I don't know how. I and mean, you say you're not LDS anymore, right? I'm not anymore. Okay, are, me neither. Are you, are, yeah. Okay. So there might yeah. be a lot of that that comes up. But you
0: know, it happens. <laughs> like you know, when I started this podcast, I didn't think that it was going to be like a Utah podcast. But I do really like doing interviews in person because mm. I feel like it's just you miss so much like you do not having even just the body language oh for Um, sure but also just like if there's even a little bit of a lag in a conversation like because of zoom or something right it's it's awkward
1: yeah the tech hasn't caught up yet yeah yeah
0: but as a result if most of my guests are 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 here Mm. and most and then of those people a lot of people are from here Mm. which means like you know people have a relationship with the church whether it's like a you Know they are, they used to be, or they never have been, but right here, so. right, right,
1: right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: D- did you grow up here?
1: Yeah, yeah, I grew up in uh Sugar House, um, in yeah, or sorry, I was gonna try to specify even more, but Sugar House is pretty specific. That's plenty,
0: <laughs> that's plenty, yeah. Um,
1: uh, here's my address. Oh. I do
0: have a lot of listeners that aren't here. Oh, Just okay, like, mo- like most of my guests are here, but well, there I, you go, okay, there's a good chance that like at least half of my listeners are not here. Oh, so.
1: well, I'll say Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sugar House is so cute, sugar, It is.
1: I would love to live there again. It's just so expensive Well, even now just like the
0: name of it. Like when I first moved here and people would be like, oh, Sugar House. I'd be like, there's a place called Sugar House. That's so cute.
1: <laughs> I genuinely, I still remember as a kid, like thinking, I don't know if I, I thought there was a place. Well, no, I did. I guess I thought there was like a house Why somewhere that, that had a big pile of white granulated sugar on the front lawn for some reason that was kind of the visual but
0: you know you're a child you you live in a place called sugar house right and hansel and gretel is a thing like yeah. why wouldn't why <laughs> it's wouldn't logical, you think right? of it is very, that's kid logic yeah
1: i mean i had a friend who thought he could fly by lifting himself up if he got strong enough so you know kids you know it
0: does happen <laughs> yeah those kinds of things make perfect sense so i'm really interested like this podcast is kind of about several things and it could yeah. be about kind of whatever you want mm-hmm. um but i like talking about creative development like artist identity like you know where does our inspiration come from? Where does our purpose come from? Um, So, you know, with regards to childhood, I'm, I'm always interested in like, you know, your kind of very earliest relationship with creativity, whether that's something more formal or whether it's just like imagination and play. So Hmm. what were you like as a creative child?
1: Gosh, that's a really good question. And and just Full transparency. I did not prepare at all. That's good because that's I actually prefer that as well. I, perf. I, I thought that <laughs> perf. Hey, I'm glad I'm not the only person who uses that word. Unironically, or I wrote iron- perf
0: no. <laughs> all the time, and I also say like if pass like instead pos- of like if possible, I'll be like, can you like run to the store oh. on the way home if pass
1: I I started using uh word abbreviations as sort of a joke in college and then it sort of stuck. And I realized the other day I was doing it, um, unironically. Well, I mean, it, there's always a little, it's change like a little of,
0: irony. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I, but say it got cool, more serious. I say like cool beans in a way that I'm just like, Emily, God <laughs> cool, damn it. you got to stop saying cool beans. And like, Totes I, I and teach, stuff, yeah. like I teach at UVU now. Oh, okay. And like when I'm talking to my students, like sometimes I'll say something like that and I'm like, Emily, they're going to think you're not cool. <laughs> like They're going to well, think you're so not qualified fun, right? to teach them like commercial music. <laughs> Um, I'm like, I feel like it's just, it's a joke, but like, I'm not saying it like it's a joke and then yeah, I'm like, is yeah. it a joke?
1: They're like, Oh boy, this person's trying to, <laughs>
0: but like, to be fair, us. like, like most of my students are like, you know, in their early twenties and I'm 33. So I'm like, mm. I'm not that much older than them. I'm like, right, I'm like right. a decade older than them, yeah. but like a decade is a long time in like today's time in terms of like yeah. technology, you know, like what are like, like in so, in terms of something like music, like I, I could be. I could be out of touch with like the, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, yeah. with like the 20 year olds. Like, sure, I don't sure. know, yeah. but I think I'm maybe as I'm not as out of touch as they might think based on how often I say cool beans.
1: Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's the marker, right? The <laughs> metric. <laughs> no, I, as we get older, I feel cause I'm also 33 and I feel like, uh, I definitely understand more, uh, you know, when, when older people talk <laughs> about feeling young and, and I think uh, probably a lot of old, actual, you know, people higher up in their years are probably cringing at us talking about being old, quote unquote. Oh, but, I know. Um, well, I think yeah. about
0: that all the time. It's so weird. Like, because I, I, I really like interviewing people who are like in their 70s. Yeah, like, it's yeah. so wonderful to talk to like older artists. Mm. And then I just think like the amount that you are older than me is more than I've even lived. Right. Which like, <laughs> I'm not unaware of that. You know, like, that's, yeah, that's I, a good amount I of years. think about like who knows who will be like in, you know, 10 years, 20 years. But right. but but you also have to remember we have to remember that people who are twenty think we're old. Oh, so it's true. It, it yeah, is, it's just relative. And I guess in their
1: per- yeah, yeah, from their from their perspective, right? Little kids look at you know a ten year old and like, man, they've got
0: so well, little, much life experience. And like with someone our age, like little kids just have no concept of like the difference between someone our age and someone who's like fifty and someone oh yeah, who's no, like, it's true. Yeah. Someone who's like seventeen. Yeah, like it's all the same.
1: Seventeen to forty eight years old. Is yeah, the same. it's it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs>
0: what we're you like as a creative oh, child. Oh, Right, right.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, <coughs> Tangents it's my, are kind of my favorite thing.
0: Me too. And like you go, it's my job to bring us back. So <laughs> don't even okay. worry about Won't anything.
1: Don't even think. Even use I have now. a lot of practice <laughs> doing this. Well I can tell. So, yeah, yeah. You're very good at this. <laughs> um gosh, so yeah, as a creative kid, I mean, I don't know if I uh have ever even thought about that in a a more serious way. But I I, I do remember a lot of uh, imaginative play as a child, you know, and and I think that's probably pretty common with people our age. You know, we didn't have a lot of TV or tablets or Mm -hmm. Internet. Well, no Internet, not even a little bit. Uh, bit. And I remember playing like dumb games with my buddy, next door neighbor. Um, We would play like astronaut or space or whatever. And and I do remember weirdly, um, like we had this fascination with kind of zoning in on a certain moment in an astronaut's Mm. experience, Yeah, you know, from our uh, (laughs) in-depth research that we did, uh, (laughs) you know, and it was always every single time it was us getting off the spaceship after going to space and doing some sort of mission and then coming home and like waving at all of our fans. Oh, I love it. And uh, it's just us two, of course, and we didn't even have, we didn't even build anything to climb out of. We just kind of pretended. And um, that's kind of one of the first memories I have of, uh, and and I think I look back on that longingly as an adult, because I remember when I had kids, sort of, I don't know, uh, almost being jealous of a a kid's ability to just, you know, pick up a rock and a whatever and some mud and like. And it's not that they're having fun with the rock and the mud. They're, like, legitimately thinking it's, like, a race car. They're and very serious about it. Right, right. And, it, and it's just really cool, yeah. And and I, I still remember that feeling as a kid, not, not ever feeling like I was pretending, yeah. but just sort of being, literally having the same, I, I almost feel like I had the same enjoyment as a literal astronaut who'd yeah. spent their entire lives preparing to become an astronaut climbing off a spaceship. I felt literally at that level about you know it's, you know, it's this interesting is, this is
0: really interesting I haven't thought about this before but like one of my kind of pet topics is like the idea of like creative ownership mm. I, I find that like you know like a lot of children are put in you know piano lessons or like right. they do art projects in school or like you know they kind of feel creative they maybe kind of like it but I feel like there's something that needs to happen if someone's gonna pursue like a creative um you know a, a a career in the arts, Mm -hmm. uh, there's something that needs to happen where, where it switches from being like, this is an assignment or like, this is a game I'm playing and it needs to get like kind of serious. Like the person needs to kind of like take this ownership and take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And I really like this idea that that was just like a, a given, like, because mm. I think I feel the same way. Like, I if you're a kid who's taking like everything you're doing kind of seriously, yeah, then r- like when yeah. someone puts you, you know, your parents sign you up for like musical theater summer day camp, like you're gonna <laughs> take that seriously.
1: Oh, for sure. And if
0: you're, you know, in your coloring book, you're gonna take that seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, I feel the same way. Like earnestness was like something that came packaged in my personality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it almost, it's, it can, it can fade a little bit with age and I feel like that's sort of the fun of, of maybe even realizing that and then trying to find it again, you know, as an adult is, yeah, you sort of, I mean, as a kid, especially, I think we all went through the high school, uh, you know, junior high, whatever years where a lot of what we chose to do with our time was based on, or at least, maybe this, I'm yeah. not speaking for everybody. Maybe this is just me, but a lot of it was based on what I thought other people would think about me choosing to spend my time on that thing. I'm you know?
0: definitely like that too.
1: Yeah, I, you wanna be cool. You wanna be yeah. whatever. You yeah, wanna be you seen wanna as a certain person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the music and bands I actually listen to. Generally, we're not the ones like, you know, when you get on the school bus with your CD yeah. player, like you want to make sure people see you putting the cool CD in your yeah. CD. Yeah. And and listening to that cool music. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> when of you're whatever on you the, actually like.
0: Right. Like when you're <coughs> when you have your like little Walkman Discman thing. Right. On like the school field trip, like choir trip bus. <laughs> like you don't want to be putting Josh Groban in there. You right, want to be right. putting like Ben Foltz in there. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. Like... Older, older music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Led Zeppelin. I totally know who they are. <laughs> Their entire discography.
0: But really, what I'm listening to is like the Cats soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the like double, double disc set. Right. Of okay. The Cats musical. The collector's edition. It opens up like from both ends in the jewel case.
1: Oh my gosh. That is and The getting booklet some is nostalgia. like
0: literally 20 pages long.
1: Uh, the book. We yeah. don't, they don't get that anymore with, I know. Like, and people, it's sad. I it mean, is. we're going to sound like boomers, I guess. No.
0: You know, but. I think about this so much because I teach music mm. and I think there is really something like, you know, I try not to be like a get off my lawn kind of a person because <laughs> I, I think there probably are things that like the next generation kind of understand that I don't understand. Yeah, But one thing that I have noticed as a teacher that is lost, like when you have to spend your like babysitting money to buy a CD. You're going to listen to that CD like until you know every single note.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah. you're going
0: to learn like you're going to learn something about like what it's like to listen to an album from like top to bottom.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Um and I don't think kids like ever get that kind of level of appreciation anymore because there's no reason for them to invest that kind of time in one mm. song or like one thing. Yeah. And I do I do think there is something you know, like a, a, like I think, um, kids these days, they get a lot of <laughs> breadth and not like as much depth because oh, for of sure. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the it's the constant, stuff. uh,
1: yeah. The internet just kind of gives you whatever you want, whenever you want. Right. Yeah. So it's, and you can change your mind as quickly as you want. And, like you say, when you're buying your one album that you've been saving up for as a kid, it's like, you don't really have much else to listen to anyway. You're so. listen
0: to the, you've already listened to everything else you have yeah, like yeah, 30 yeah. times. Right. <laughs> and you, now you're going to listen to this 30 yep. times while you save up to buy a new one. Yep. Um. Yeah. And like, as a result, you know, I'll ask my UVU students sometimes who are like, they're music majors, mm-hmm. like who, what, you know, singers inspire you. And some of them have a hard time answering that question. Really? Which is really weird.
1: That is really weird. That is very strange.
0: All they can kind of bring to mind is like whatever singles they've been listening to recently. And then if even I'm like, well, what's your, you know, what's your favorite? Like, tell me about your favorite Taylor Swift album. They're like, well, can I talk about my favorite songs? And then I'm like, but you need to understand, like, I don't know. I feel like there is kind of something that's a little bit like you're you need to think about this differently yeah <laughs> or no that's
1: interesting yeah. i i've always wondered that too because i feel like with 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 film and and tv there's sort of a shift there too where the selection is so wide now where right. a lot of people who probably even myself included i mean definitely myself included when i was in school for for media arts and stuff like there were plenty of movies that I hadn't seen or, um, you know, classics mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think those are an important foundation, but it's also an interesting thing to think about as far as the arts go in almost any industry. It seems like we're sort of hitting a place now where even if you wanted to, there wouldn't be enough time in a human lifespan to like yeah. really listen to and appreciate every right. classic. Right. Cause eventually we're going to have so many, things out there to listen to experience to see to watch to whatever that you know i don't know it's an interesting problem to think about well
0: and then like what do you get when there's like one dvd or one videotape that you as a child watched so many times that you can picture like you know how the cinematography is working. You can picture where like the cuts are. You can imagine like, you know, filming the different sides. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there has to be something that's worth like that kind of binge on like the one Hmm. or two things that, you know, you maybe wouldn't get if you are are watching a new thing every day. Right. Right. I mean, who knows?
1: Yeah, no, I, it'll be, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what comes out of the creativity and the, uh, you know, the basically whatever people make here in the future when this current generation grows up, you know, because it's a lot of what we make now, I feel like, or at least the the world now and what's popular, like, you know, we have a lot of remakes, we have a lot of, you know, things that are sequels or whatever, or inspired by right. certain people, right? Creators. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if, if eventually it'll kind of shift to I mean, it's, I guess it's the age old debate of like listening to an album or listening to a mixtape, which is better,
0: right. which is
1: more respectful, which is more, you know, and yeah. and yeah, I don't know. I, it's a it's, really good question.
0: It's a, It's a crazy thing to think about. And yeah. I will sometimes like I'll be I'll like wake up in the middle of the night and just like be like, wait do I understand it? You know, like <laughs> yeah, write yeah, text myself sure. some notes, like think about this more later. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell, tell me about how you started like building a relationship with like each of the, each of the mediums that you have at any time like, mm. dabbled in. So throughout your childhood and teens.
1: Gosh. Yeah. I mean, movies for sure have just always been something I've loved like a lot of other people. Um, and did you
0: love them like a lot of other people or like, did you love movies extra?
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't know. That's a really great question. Actually. I've always found a lot of escapism. I've always found a lot of, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed performing, I guess, even, um, just the performative aspect. And, um, you know, I think
0: what kind of performing, Oh, you go (laughs) ahead. Oh, no, no, no. no, You're fine.
1: Like really dumb performing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like I remember this, it it, it still gives me like, uh, like PTSD cringe (laughs) thinking about it. But as a kid, my, I remember my dad would play classical music super loud in our living room, and he would just sit there and chill. He was a a, a composer slash oh, band your, teacher slash oh your dad's um, a musician yeah cool so very into classical. He called everything else musical excrement yeah. as he's very snooty about they, it.
0: They they do that sometimes. <laughs>
1: um, and he he did warm up to you two though near the end of his life. Hilarious. So um, he so that's good. Yeah, he, he's got how, some.
0: He warmed up to u two like twenty five years late yeah that's funny <laughs> he,
1: yeah i'll I'll tell you that story too, but he was yeah very into um classical and he got his uh his master's in musical composition, I think from the u so wow. he he was very well trained he actually turned down a music scholarship to go to Juilliard Holy shit. um on uh clarinet it was kind oh. of his his bay. And, uh, he turned that down to go on an, on a mission and I'm yeah. and now I'm upset about it, but yeah. I wasn't then I thought it was very, very yeah. brave at the time. Anyway. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that, sorry. Tangents. No, no, um, that's,
0: I would, I like to ask about people's parents because yeah, yeah. I, you know, again, like I want to kind of like take a creative, an adult, a creative adult that I am sitting with and figure out like, what is the context of this? Like how did your relationship to mm. the arts begin
1: yeah. and
0: having like, anyone in your family who's a professional creative of any kind, I think changes the conversation right from the beginning.
1: Oh, sure. Um, Yeah. So
0: your dad was a professional musician. Mm -hmm. Um, He was teaching and then he was, he also like composing.
1: Yeah. He's got tons of stuff that he's composed. Um, and you know, I it, he I think he always wanted to be a professional musician, yeah. at least in the way that I understand that term. Right. Um, he was a professional, he got paid for doing music related things. So I guess that would make him a professional musician. But I think he you don't know, he always wanted to like play in orchestras or symphonies yeah. and you know, um, but yeah, he kinda yeah, he sort of sacrificed that side of it, I think, for, like for the mission. And yeah. then, yeah, kind of got into the whole family thing and, and, and maybe I wouldn't even be here if, if he hadn't. So that's probably it's a good thing. It's such a but.
0: tricky question. <laughs> like I, I think about this a lot and, and it is something that I'll ask a lot of my guests who are men who are still LDS, like mm-hmm. what has it been like to choose the arts? Cause that's. That's a bold decision in this culture for for a man. I think it's a bold decision for women in a slightly different way. Um, especially women who kind of choose to not have children. Oh yeah. That's like
1: social suicide. right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) But I do think being like a, you know, like the patriarch of a family and like being in the arts at all, even being a music teacher, like Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's hard. That's kind of hard for people.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely tough. And I, I think, I even think he regretted, uh, choosing to go on a mission instead of going to Juilliard sure for he the rest of his life. For sure. About
0: that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I think he, he always would tell us even as kids that to never go into, uh, like music cause there's not yeah. enough money in it. Um, <laughs> and yeah. he was a, like a high school band teacher. So that's why like, you know, and, and I think back in that time, I mean, nowadays it's really cool because people can be creative and be discovered, you know, quote-unquote yeah. Justin Bieber style uh, and, you know, make it big, right? And yeah. they can make pretty good money. And, and there's a lot more opportunity now even for, you know, a, a, a really humble living yeah. um, as well, videographers so, and all that. There are so that.
0: many things. Like, you mm. know, people people can only name a few professional artists and those happen to be famous people usually, <laughs> right, right. but you know how many, pro- like there are so many professional artists who are mm. in the credit reel, you know, who aren't like their name isn't like on the f- poster sure, or sure. on the front cover of the, you know, the, it's not on the album artwork or whatever, but yep. there's art everywhere and there are so many ways to kind of, you know, hustle. Oh yeah. But, you yeah. know, maybe if you yeah. like you, if you, think your wife is not going to have a job at all Hmm. and you're going to have five kids then like maybe (laughs) but if your wife is also working or your partner's also working and maybe you want no kids or one or two kids then like Mm -hmm. you definitely do it
1: oh for sure yeah no it's 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 totally true and I think he took that safe route and I I respect that I think I still carry a little bit of that too because I have a day job and and uh you know I've, I've I'd obviously love to eventually move into doing you know, whatever it is I end up doing. That's pure passion, right? Pure passion project. But yeah. I also think there's some, uh, you know, I, I feel like at least growing up, there was a lot of, you know, do what you love preached yeah. and, and it's true. Yeah. But I also, as I've grown up, I realize that that's kind of not the help most helpful advice. Cause I think to a kid, um, when you hear that, you're like, Oh, like, okay. So I literally, I mean, there's all sorts of quotes, like, you know, do, if you, find the right job. You'll, you'll never, never work, work a day a in your day life. In your and I'm life. like, shut the hell up. That's well, so that's annoying. That's not true. Yeah. Right. I
0: mean, I, I haven't made a single non-music dollar in 12 years and like mm. I work every day. Oh <laughs> yeah, know?
1: for like, sure. Well, <laughs> and, and even like, I would almost go as far to say that you never, do the thing you love. Working? Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> it ruins the thing you oh, love a sure. tiny bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. A lot of it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I even found that cause my background is in, um, I mean, I started doing video and film and, th- and things like that, but it, a lot of my initial hustling started out as like a video editor and I would like, uh, or, you know, I would record, um, you know, dance recitals at my high school and like edit a DVD together. Cool. So, uh, you know, just kind of li- little projects like that. And that's sort of what started it. And that was fun, you know, as I was hustling, yeah. but it's funny that when you start doing the things professionally versus like when I was making videos with my buddies out in the mountains somewhere right. and making like action movies or whatever, yeah. um, that was the passion. And right. when you try to convert that into a business, right. um, it's, it's interesting that, or not even a business, but just when you convert it to a way to make money, yeah. it's, it's funny how that kind of changes the, the shade a little bit. I have you so know? many
0: thoughts about this. Like, but the, I think the main two are like, you know, I talk about this as like, I call it like capital A art and lowercase a art. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I sing in a wedding band and that is like a, over half of my income usually, sure. but like, that's not art, you know, like, yeah. but you know, I, I see a pretty clear distinction between like that work that I'm doing, which is singing and it is performance. Um, and like the original music that I'm writing, you know, they, one feels like a day job and one feels like my art and they both feel like work and they both feel serious, but Mm -hmm. you know, but I also like, I'm, I'm a really staunch believer that like for a lot of creatives having like a non-creative day job is the best way to, like, honor your actual creativity.
1: I would agree. Because,
0: yeah. you know, but it just depends on your own personality. Like, you know, for me, I think, like, part of kind of my creative makeup is, like, I don't think I was designed to, like, have a boss. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I, I think that's just, like, a truth. I think, like, even if I wasn't a musician, like, uh-huh. I would be freelancing somehow, you I do think. S- yeah, yeah. Because I just, I just don't think I'm designed to, like have that kind of a schedule. Like Mm. I'm more productive when like I have a flexible schedule. I'm still working like a shit ton, but I'm not starting at 8am every day, you know? Right, right, right. Um, anyway, so I, but I think for some people like, you know, trying to do what I'm doing, like doing freelance, you know, lowercase art, it (laughs) sucks them so dry that they have no bandwidth left. But I think like a nine to five would suck me so dry. I have no bandwidth left. (laughs) So
1: that's a really good point. I, I sort of came to that realization too. Um, a few years back, I, I, I kind of worked in an agency world and did a lot of documentary work, um, camera operating, you know, uh, everything, producing, directing, um, video editing, of course, too, and even VFX and motion graphics. So I did a bunch of different stuff at this agency and it was a wonderful experience and it was very exciting, did a lot of travel. Um, but yeah, I started to realize that all my bandwidth was being used. And that's a great word too. And that's, I I think I realized that too. Like I do have sort of this amount of time, uh, or not time, but bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. Just that energy that I was using on a lot of those projects at work. And that was great. And that was fine. And I honestly enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't really like a, a, a bad experience, but I also realized that all these random little ideas and thoughts I had in my head and projects that I wanted to do or eventually get around to doing, um, you know just i I lost a lot of the the zeal I yeah, guess for those, totally. and the, they just kind of became this gray background yeah. and and that sort of actually affected my my mental health quite a bit. I remember feeling like i wasn't even though I had a great job, you know paying the bills, you know great family yeah. um on paper, everything was set up accurately and perfectly, and whatever right. um i just didn't feel i was like i'm not really doing much yeah. I, I feel like I'm just waking up doing the work and then going to bed and I I guess I've always been semi, well, well, excessively existential, and I've always felt... Especially after leaving the church, I uh, yeah. or the LDS church. I don't know how many non-LDS people you have are listening. Know. I but mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I
0: think they have figured it out by I've now. I've always felt
1: that's a little yeah. bit arrogant to say the church. It like, like well, if, I mean, you mean the other? Ch- I the sometimes church. do
0: it too because like oh, <laughs> we live too. here, and then right. I guess it makes sense like, context, the right? right. <laughs> yeah, but no, I feel the same way. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is. I don't want to participate in like the church at all. Like, I like I think. Yeah. But then I like I'll do it, and then I'll be like the The Mormon Church. The
1: Mormon. Oh yeah, and you you throw in the Mormon there just yeah, to, and I just to get stick it to
0: Mormon. Like, <laughs>
1: It's LDS, okay. Um, I mean,
0: like the truth is, it depends on who I'm talking to, and I I try to be respectful. Oh,
1: I do too. Yeah. I do too. I yeah, I, yeah. Uh,
0: but I'm talking to you right now,
1: so. right? No, of course, no. We can totally dish. Um, but yeah, no. I I think have always I been existential. About? See, Thank I you. got you, man. Yes, you're the best. Uh, I need you just around all the time. Uh, so yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty existential person, and ever since leaving the church, you know, there's not a lot of kind of built in uh this is what happens when you die this is you know so there's always those existential questions that come up and I think everybody who leaves any religion or you know changes any kind of spiritual philosophy that they hold dear um has to sort of discover new values and, and figure it out on their own and yeah I think I realize I'm like this is sort of this is what I would like to be you know, I want to be proud of what I left behind when I die. And yeah, I, I was, but it wasn't my stuff, sure. you know, it was, and it was stuff I was getting paid for. There were clients involved. There were, you know, executive producers, there were checks, there were, uh, there wasn't just that unfettered creativity that, right. and I, and, and I, I feel, I always feel a little bit cringy. It's like saying I'm a filmmaker, like I, cause maybe I'm just OCD about it, but I'm like, I'm not really like, I don't make films like oh, that yeah. you've seen, but whatever it, whatever we want to call it I, I feel like there's that level of people who want to make stuff whatever it is whatever, whether it's like they take a dump on the ground and they wipe <laughs> it around with their hands and they like that's art or they want to like make films that you see in yeah. uh, you know your local cinemark i feel like people who want to make stuff it, the second you start making it for someone else and get feedback and it sounds really arrogant no, and I'm i hate with but like the second there's feedback involved i think the second maybe it becomes lowercase art. And and I feel yeah. like for me, that's how I've always felt. We're like, sometimes I want to make shit that like, isn't nobody else is going to like this yeah. ever. Nobody's going to think it's funny. Oh my gosh. Nobody's going to want to watch it, but I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I, I just want to, I want to make this because it makes me feel good. It's like literally a solo enterprise. And I think that also mm-hmm. goes against a lot of definitions of what art is, including mm-hmm. my own, where it yeah. makes others feel something. Um, but yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's not even art. Maybe it's a it's, whole different kind of thing. And- it's
0: so jumbly. Like yeah. this is, this is this podcast, first of all, like this awesome. is what we're talking no, about. Well, so then I could go for <laughs> yeah, days. Me yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I mean, and I get really jumbled up about this stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. where are the boundaries? Like. If I, you know, if I'm making this for me and I'm not thinking about like what, how will it affect other people? Like, what does right. that mean? Right. Is, Is that it no selfish? longer ethical? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I get really like, about this kind of stuff. Like right. who, who gets to call themselves an artist? Who gets to call themselves a filmmaker? Mm, um, you yeah. know, these words are so like arbitrary in a lot of ways and like, they're
1: packed. I think they're loaded with just so a bunch of loaded stigma or, you know, good things too. But yeah. Well, and it it's feels, almost like yeah. our
0: society won't let us use those words unless, like, two things. Like, our society won't let us call ourselves an artist unless we're making all of our money as an artist. Mm, yeah. Which yeah. I think is bullshit. Right, like, right. Art, you know, being an artist is something that happens in, like, your soul and in your mind. I mean, sometimes I'll say, like, you know, you're, someone's an artful person. You know, sure, maybe they're yeah. not an artist, but, like, right. you know, they could be if they wanted to be or whatever. But, yeah. but I do think, like... It, it's kind of if you if you identify as an artist or you identify as an artful person or someone who has that kind of existential like need to create and to mm-hmm. make things, mm-hmm. that's all there. That's all that's important. Oh, of um, course. And yeah. then you need to decide, like, what how do you need to set up your life so that you can make things? And if mm. that means be in a day job that isn't creative at all. At all right. So that all of your creative energy goes into making your things yeah. great you know i think the way that i feel like and it, and it's just true like the, the lowercase art that I do, like sometimes is soul sucking, but more often it really reinforces the capital A art that I'm doing. Oh, you know? for sure. But not everybody's yeah. like that.
1: No, I, I couldn't agree more. And in, in fact, I work in my, my, my industry, I work in marketing and video, yeah. um, do some freelance stuff on the side as well. Um, but it's, it's fantastic because, uh, it sort of does give you a place to keep those skills sharp, right? There's right. no excuse um, to be like, well, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, a I, let's say I drove bus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I might bus. be able to, I, I'm a bus, uh, navigator. <laughs> you just
0: said, you said like, maybe I drive bus, which just was funny. To
1: me. <laughs> hey, you know, I, this intentional, no, um, uh, um, buses, maybe multiple, maybe you drive a lot of maybe kind of buses, Maybe uh, it's a bus, you are know, a bus, artist. bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know how people say I drive truck. I was trying to be like,
0: Oh, you know,
1: uh, yeah, it's like the moose and meese. It's you like know, a truck is
0: the plural already. Right.
1: Maybe bus, because yeah. it is buses. Yeah, right. And okay. it is
0: just simply mooses.
1: Well, this is yeah, that's true. It has or meese, but
0: <laughs> it's not meese.
1: Comment below, everybody. <laughs> that's you... right.
0: That's just that's <laughs> our Brian. Can Reagan you comment moves. on
1: podcasts? I don't think you can.
0: Yeah. Well, you can write a review. Just no, send you can't. No, you can comment if you're on SoundCloud.
1: Oh, you're listening
0: on SoundCloud,
1: SoundCloud, they know SoundCloud what's up. SoundCloud has
0: comments. Okay. Um, but no, also I think we both know Meese cause of Brian Regan. And then I oh, wonder, right. that's
1: where that's from. <laughs> it
0: is. And I wonder sometimes if like, do people who didn't grow up Mormon know Brian Regan? Oh, <laughs> like I'm not That's
1: like. Actually, a good question. I don't know.
0: Like it's, I it's so um ubiquitous in like more in Mormon. Teen oh yeah.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Then I, I really don't know because Brian Regan's like clean, right? Yeah. So like, did yeah. we listen to Brian Regan because he's clean, or did we listen to Brian Regan because he is the funniest person for teens?
1: Ooh. like I, I, re- I mean, I think he's I funny. He's got I mean, some good. He's, he's got definitely got some stuff funny. That are, but,
0: yeah. Like, do non-Mormon teens even like? If yeah. non-Mormon teens are choosing between like Brian Regan, Louis C.K., John Mulaney, <laughs> like they might pick, you know, I'm not saying well, whoever, they wouldn't pick Brian Regan. I'm just saying we didn't have other choices.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Because I think the other two probably say the fuck word every, you know, once and in a while. And other that's, things, right, too. Oh, yeah, plenty, you know, the, the innuendos, right? The <laughs> yeah, talk about Or the just sex. like
0: full on not innuendos.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they just graphically describe. And described. your mom's
0: like, why are you listening to
1: <laughs> Does that have anything to do with anyway, sexuality? But yeah,
0: Meese. like, I know this reference, but, like, do others?
1: That's true. We can't I, know. Honestly, I'm so entrenched ask. in the culture that I didn't even think that was a thing <laughs> yeah. that nobody else would know, right? Yeah, um, it's
0: hard to say. <laughs> Meese. So, yeah. okay, now this time I don't remember what we were talking oh, about
1: before. Oh, I, ta- I actually okay. do remember. Weird. That's strange. I usually don't remember things ever. Uh, but I, oh, your job. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's. it's good to work you know at least in a cousin to what you what your capital a art or your passion is because you you have an excuse more or less to Practice. spend 8 hours a day just yeah keeping those tools sharp and maybe even learning new things and honestly like I, creativity i feel like i don't know for me instead of i don't think it's like a participation trophy thing but i think honestly anybody can do any kind of creativity they'd like because really I think what creativity is referring to isn't the result necessarily of like, Oh, it's a good painting. So that means you're creative or Mm -hmm. it's a great photo. That means you're creative. I think it's more about, um, you know, the willingness to pull little bits and pieces from, you know, everywhere, right. Whether it be perspective, developing taste. Exactly. So totally agree. Yeah. Working in that kind of a, a related field, even if it's, even if it's a little bit different, but working in, even if it's the same field, right? But um, I think the closer you get, the closer or the more you risk um, jading that. Is well, that I'm a d- word? Can you jade something? Yeah. <laughs> you tain- know what I mean, right? Tainting it. Yeah. yeah like tainting, poisoning
0: it. Like, right. Yeah. Right.
1: So you, you, it's almost like.
0: It's a fine line.
1: Yeah. You want to be as careful as you can. And maybe that's just us. You know, I, I, there might be people out there that that can do that or, you know, cause I also find a ton of enjoyment in my job, um, my day job. And and I feel like even though maybe it's not always exactly what I want to be doing or what I, if I, if money were no object, if I were a billionaire and I could just make whatever I wanted, of course it's not what I would be making. However, I I feel like generally as you grow up, you kind of have to start weighing those (laughs) balances. Cause I could be homeless making whatever I want and you know, and maybe that would be the brave thing to do. And maybe I wouldn't be home. Maybe I'm like, you know, I'd be making something that somehow make me a bunch of money. I don't know. You just, but you the you risk, don't know. you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it, it's this kind of weird well,
0: balance you want to like, strike. I talk a lot on this podcast about like this idea of kind of like meta creativity, like you're, you're creating your life, you're creating mm-hmm. your day-to-day life, you're creating your outlook, you're creating your friendships. Um, and like, I don't know, there's flexibility there. And like, I think the important thing is to like, kind of regularly ask yourself, like, how do I feel about these choices that I've made? How do I feel like the choices that I'm continuing to make? Um, like how, you know, can I reassess this balance? Mm -hmm. And you know, if, and when there like ever was a time that you felt like you needed to pivot, like, you know, if you're paying attention, like you all, you literally always could, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Though that, I think that's the one of the only things that gives me a lot of comfort in life is the ability to change one's mind and yeah. to pivot, like you say. Cause that's, so- I mean, I, I, I'm even like medicated and diagnosed for a, uh, a thing called, um, OC, well, a thing called OCD, geez, uh, a thing called scrupulosity. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. underneath the umbrella of OCD.
0: I'm aware of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, well, a lot of, it's interesting, a lot, interesting. Of, a lot it's of religious, it's religious, right? Yeah. Actually, I actually
1: like- blame a lot, and this is going to sound blamey and, and whatever, but I, I blame a lot of my, uh, upbringing and, uh, especially my, my LDS mission, yeah. um, on, on those kinds of things just because, yeah so it kind of fucked me up for a while
0: i'm sorry yeah i yeah, really no. get that too like in fact i was just talking about this with um my husband and some close friends the other day so my um i have like my my best friends are my husband his brother and his brother's roommate and then <laughs> a- andrew's little sister so nice. like okay. the people that i'm with all the time are like andrew's two siblings and then like the one sibling's roommate. Right. And the, the roommate, so none of us are LDS anymore. We all mm-hmm. used to be, but the, the roommate Pierce, he's like my best friend. Actually, <laughs> um, his, he's, they're coming over later in, um, Pierce's birthdays on Monday, which is pie day. And oh, so okay. I'm making a bunch of pies, I'm making chicken pot pie and Pierce requested a French silk pie. And I've never made a real pie crust before, but I'm fucking doing it. today. <laughs> <laughs> so you go. You I'm go. excited and like a little scared. I bought, a ridiculous amount of butter last night at the <laughs> store. Like so much butter. I like went to the <laughs> checkout and I was just like, butter butter they like butter. ask you for your
1: ID at one point they're like actually uh. i
0: find it like really flattering like it's i always kind of like hope it's gonna happen i've never told this to anybody this is like my little secret <laughs> when i'm like unloading all my stuff onto the conveyor belt at the grocery store i always hope that the cashier is gonna be like what are you making like i always hope that, <laughs> really i always uh, i always hope oh that gosh. they'll be like this these are interesting choices
1: i hate going through the like the self-checkout i swear it was like the biggest
0: it was made for one you one of the
1: greatest inventions of all time <laughs> oh i, I for always some reason go would be like, to like cashier oh, uh, like go to th- oh really <laughs> yeah. oh bless I you i love
0: it well i love people and i love like i'm i'm so like excited about like one-off interactions I just find them like okay delightful um so like I'll always go to the cashier (laughs) that's awesome and I'll always like chat with them
1: yeah yeah Uh, and
0: you know I just love like seeing like what happens like Mm. you know I don't know it's like I don't know why
1: because I feel like I enjoy I would call myself like an introvert masquerading as an extrovert but I I definitely default to introversion and but I do love um you know, one-on-one conversations. I enjoy talking, you know, so it's not really like, I don't like people. I guess I just, I don't know what it is. I Maybe I'm if a- some,
0: of, some of that might be gendered too. Like hmm. I like, I feel like, especially like if, you know, like, there, there just might be, like, a different kind of, like, power dynamic where, like, if a man is going through the cashier and is, like, talking a lot, that could that could maybe hit someone differently. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. Listen, I'm a woman, so I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> um, Wait, but no, I, mean- I, I can
0: imagine that feeling kind of, like, a different level of, like, social aggression maybe. Hmm if it's packaged in like a, a male yeah. body, but like who fucking knows, <laughs> but yeah, I actually, I interviewed a guy a couple of days ago and he, he used like, I'm, I'm going to hand you a phrase that like you're going to like, I think. Okay. And I'm going to, I use it. I'm going to start using it. But uh, he said, I'm an introvert with extrovert skills, like with an extrovert skill set. That
1: is a good Which way feels of describing exactly yeah. true. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh an yeah.
0: Introvert with an extrovert skill set. Yeah. I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, so I wanted to ask you, oh, we were talking about scrupulosity. I was yeah, going to tell you yeah. that I was talking about this with Pierce and Daniel and Andrew. Oh, and um,
1: specifically scrupulosity. Yeah. Like oh, Just interesting. like last okay. week.
0: Wow. Um, and Pierce and I were both like, we know this word because we maybe have a little bit of it. Oh, yeah. And Andrew and Daniel, who are brothers, are like, they also grew up Mormon, but their family was just like relaxed. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. Anyway, Pierce and I were talking about like reading back through like our teenage journals and just being like i was not well (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like these things aren't cute embarrassing these things are just like sad oh yeah i was like i also was like dealing with quite a bit of like like i used to like um in my like in high school Mm -hmm. and i would write in my journal pretty much every night and i would i would rate my like like righteousness, like on a scale of one to 10,
1: you would rate yourself.
0: Yeah. And it was never like good. It was wow. always like, I, w- I would just, you know, I don't know, maybe this is just like how my brain is. Like mm-hmm. I need to measure things. Like i tend to be analytical mm-hmm. and I would be like, you know, I think like I'm, I can give myself like a five today. Cause like I got a little bit impatient with my brother and like, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't say my morning prayers and like, yeah. I only read from the DNC and I didn't read from the book of Mormon. <laughs> So anyway, I get this like i <laughs> wow. I'm I not yeah. diagnosed, but I certainly have had some like some deeply unhealthy fixations,
1: oh yeah, but what no, were you gonna sure. what were
0: you gonna say about it
1: oh well no i uh it, I mean it started for me also when I was sort of a teenager um but it you know a lot of it started with and, and I guess the funny thing is my my family actually was very like pretty standard like well, they weren't. my mom and dad were never really that strict. Like we never had family home evening. We never did like daily scripture reading or anything like that. Um, in fact, my parents were kind of like into some pretty interesting like side Mormon stuff, like the relief mine. Have you ever heard of I that? I haven't. Um, it's basically a mine that in the last days would bring forth uh, endless amounts of gold for all the people who owned stock in oh, said mine. No. Yeah. So, you know, when the world ends and all economies cease, uh, gold would of course be completely valueless, but not according to them. <laughs> they, wow. uh, yeah, very interesting. Anyway, yeah. that, that's a whole other podcast yeah. episode. There are, um, there
0: are things, lots there, of things, there are fringy things.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. My parents were all into, if they, like, I think they'd be very much into, uh, you know, QAnon, oh, um,
0: you
1: yeah. know, they're very into the conspiracy stuff. So anyway, uh, so not, not strict at all. My mom was just one of the sweetest, you know, like just always very kind and, pretty chill about, you know, the specifics, I guess, like she never, you know, pray and, you know, read your scriptures when you feel like it kind of thing. So I didn't, my household was actually very comfortable. I feel like as far as the religious stuff goes. Um, but in, you know, I mean, as any young adult knows growing up in the LDS church, I feel like a lot of the morality, a lot of the, um, you know, ethics of yeah. being a person kind of get drilled into you. And maybe there, you know, a lot of it comes from a good place. But um, for me, it started with uh, like lying um, mm-hmm. and honesty. And of course, like, you know, girls and, you know, are you having sex? Are you yeah. looking at porn? Whatever the, yeah. the, the thing was. Um, and I would take that to kind of an extreme where I remember specifically, uh, you know, when people, I started fixating on, when people would ask me how I was doing and I would say, Oh, I'm good. How are you? Just like the normal superficial greeting. Um, I would start feeling a little bit guilty about saying, Oh, I'm good. You know, when that morning I actually wasn't good. Like maybe I woke up a little bit later or I stubbed my toe or like, I really wasn't doing well. Um, and I started thinking about that more and just fixating on like, it hadn't really gotten internal yet or I hadn't really felt it emotionally, but I started being like, man, that's, but I'm not, I should be honest like the scriptures say be honest with your you know daily whatever. Yeah. And I uh yeah I started re- and then it started turning into more of a panic. Mm. And then I started thinking about like well if I look at a knife and then I look at uh you know even my mom's arm
0: yeah. and I
1: and like my brain thinks oh well what if that knife cut her? Yeah. And there was blood or whatever. Like just seeing two objects would then send my brain into a spiral, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a serial killer. Yeah. You know, I want to kill my mom, or you know, whatever it is. Like I'd see a kid walking across the street, and then I'd see a car way, you know, down the road yeah. that was parked. It wasn't even moving. I'd be like, what if that car started up and, and suddenly just smashed you're like kid.
0: taking like an intentionality off of like, right. a, Off of like just a basic like brain. Yep. Function.
1: Yeah. Just those yeah. random thoughts. Just all sorts. So it, it. I found out, you know, and then I would be panicked about it. Um, and, um, the, the irony of it all was I actually had an amazing bishop growing up and a uh, bishop in the Mormon church. Um, and he was a child psychiatrist actually. Wow. So he was actually qualified to do his oh job.
0: My gosh, That's amazing. <laughs> One of the few, I'm that's sure. I'm so lucky. I also so, only ever had really nice bishops yeah, as a kid.
1: No, me too. I, I've heard the other terrible stories and I totally am not trying to take away from those, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, I was super fortunate and, uh, and anyway he I would start coming in and confessing to him because I found mm. out about the whole confession thing and I'm like right. oh okay so I, in order to repent for you know I looked at that girl too long or I you know whatever I, I thought about kissing a girl or yeah. holding her hand How or dare. having sex or whatever like or I thought about the word sex or I thought about or a swear word. Or just like
0: that word just like was in your brain. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly exactly. I,
0: mean, I get it.
1: Um, or I lied or so I would go in and I'd have you know a list of stuff to repent of and confess to my bishop and he was very gracious, you know, and, uh, you know, talked to me and it, it very softly and kind of gently nudged me and said, Hey, you know, I appreciate you coming in. I'm totally fine chatting with you. And I want you to know that I appreciate you trying to be a better person and all that. Um, but you know, I'd love for you to go chat with my friend and he referred me to an OCD specialist. Uh, and at the time I didn't really understand wow. why I was going to see, but yeah, he totally, I would say in, in a very real way, saved my life. That's um, amazing. And yeah, I, I, once I started meeting with this, this, uh, this therapist slash psychologist about the OCD, it was, it finally was able to get a little bit more under control. Um, and yeah, I, I still see him to this day every few months oh, kind of as a, you in. know, check in upkeep yeah. kind of deal. But, um, yeah, so it's, it was kind of an inter- interesting experience. It, it was hard to, uh, a lot for a lot of years I went through kind of thinking, oh, I don't really, this is sort of just me being weak. I need to yeah. overcome it and. You know, it's so hard. But yeah, so it it was it, it's super interesting and I don't have any of the other OCD like washing hands or yeah. you know, I'm not like weirdly neat or anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I'm not like a it's an like especially an internal, clean like person or whatever. Thing. Yeah, it's all in it was all internal for me. So I would make weird associations and I would fixate on them and and I would question why my brain even thought that thing and then think, "Well, I am now that thing."
0: Brains are so and, weird. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. feel like this is like, well, how does this like interact with your creativity?
1: Mm. I, I honestly think it's a benefit. Um, yeah.
0: I was getting, I was kind of going to imply that. And then I thought maybe that's not the right way to.
1: No, no, that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It. It's, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm also diagnosed ADHD. This is more of a therapy appointment here. Um, I feel ADHD. Like, it matters though, but, like
0: if I just can just say for the listener really quickly, like, yeah. I feel like these kinds of things matter because like, you know, we we, like, like you said, I think a lot of people will think that like we judge an artist based on the painting. Sure. When like, I I care about the painting a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in like the creativity that happens like in our minds. Oh yeah. For for an individual to kind of be like, this is what I'm working with. How does it affect my perspective? What do I do? I, I don't know. I'm so interested in that kind of thing. And especially when it's divergent, you know, especially when like as a young person, the way that you're kind of mitigating your creativity or, you know, even interacting with it at all is unlike anything you've seen. Mm, That's, that's really creative. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. I've always enjoyed things that are totally fresh and totally new. And I think when you get old enough to kind of have that confidence and self love to say, yeah, I'm doing this differently. This is a weird way of doing it, but that's, kind of the point right it's not like saying it's
0: it's kind of victorious like yeah, yeah i have these things that you know someone else might consider to be a problem um but i'm going to like I'm not I'm not going to try to fight against them. I'm just going to like go with this flow. Totally. Yeah. Or, or or mitigate this flow in a way that I can handle. Right. Um you know or whatever. So right. yeah, so how how you were saying you have ADHD and then you were going to talk about your creativity.
1: Oh yeah, no. I, I so I feel like my brain's kind of always been a little bit scattered um you know and and I think there's a lot of a lot of people are very similar that way. And I I went a lot of my years of my life thinking that I honestly was sort of one of those people that looked at ADHD and I was like, is it really though? Mm-hmm. Like, is that actually a mental illness? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, And, you know, and I think I even went through the whole, like, is mental illness even a thing? Right. I, I know everybody does. Right. Yeah. Um, And then we grow up and, and see the light, and but we're
0: like, no, I have a panic attack three times a week. That's something. You yeah. Know? That's just
1: like, I'm weak or I don't <laughs> oh, eat enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. that That's the excuse you yeah. give. Right. And, um, and I think maybe there is some, you know, validity in, in both sides where, you know, some people may, you know, see it as a crutch and some people may kind of embrace that. And, and, and maybe that's, you know, something that can be improved on, you know, I've done that I'm sure yeah. myself, but um, anyway, I, I guess what I, what I love about what you said too, is, is that these things can be kind of that uh, superpower in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I feel like every human being is born with some sort of issue, whether it's whatever you want to call it, mental illness or, uh, you know, handicap of some sort. Um, some people are, have much more real ones than others, you know, people who, uh, you know, I, I think there's obviously the spectrum there, but yeah, I mean, I think there is that, um, time where you kind of start loving yourself a little bit, even if you're weird or have all the faults, uh, it, it, it there's that moment where or at least it felt like a pretty much a moment, not a moment, I guess, but you know, a time I feel like I've transitioned from, you know, my youth, high school, college, even where a lot of the choices I made were how I thought people would see me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was successful or not, I feel um, like I'm
0: still doing that. Like, Oh I feel yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm, that's what I'm talking about in therapy every Thursday is like,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I get really mixed up in this too. Like, there are social contracts that matter, mm. like respecting other people matters. Like there are rules, like there are boundaries. There is kind of like appropriate and not, but I get very, I get very confused. Like mm. which of these behaviors that I'm doing are like reasonable and like right. expected and which of these behaviors that I'm doing are like way too much work. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I, I, I have a you know slight like a slightly different experience but my childhood is like both of my parents I, I think are are narcissistic okay um I think pretty bad maybe um <laughs> like i mean like they're not diagnosed but like the evidence would suggest Most narcissists like,
1: will not get diagnosed because right. they don't want to hear that yeah
0: right but anyway i think i and i was like kind of the main family scapegoat mm-hmm. and i think i just learned so many like coping mechanisms that were just just dis- like so many filters on myself, like to try to kind of like not have a target on my back and to try to keep as much peace as possible. Uh, I was really bad at it. There was a lot of fighting, but, um, (laughs) but I really tried to like, you know, and so I think I've carried a lot of that into my adulthood in a way that's Mm. like maladaptive. Um, and it's really hard for me to know, especially when like, I'm especially as an artist, like I'm an artist, which I think artists are supposed Supposed to be like a hair divergent, right? Like, right. Uh, that's normal. Yeah. Okay. I'm an art professor, so like, what does an art professor look like? What does professional look like for mm-hmm. an artist? Yeah. And I, I can get really, I can get really confused about oh, that yeah. stuff.
1: No, for sure. I, I think that's it's it's really freeing. I, you know, and I'm not perfect either, but there, yeah. I feel like there's that point where if you can start just appreciating all the weird quirks about yourself and considering that as your,
0: your offering, right? Yeah. Yeah, You're embracing
1: it. And, but that is a really good question about like, what's, what are some of the things I do, you know, to appease other people? Like, what's, what's rational, what's reasonable. And I think you delve into some sort of weird, you know, awkward anarchy with people if nobody cared. Um, so totally, yeah, interaction right. has to matter, like right? Which but of
0: these patterns are our patterns and which of these patterns are my patterns oh, for and which sure. of these patterns yeah. are just like totally someone else's patterns that I feel a weird pressure to join oh, but yeah, totally yeah. don't need to join.
1: Oh, for sure. Because yeah. some of the
0: patterns are like we collectively agree. Yeah, and like
1: s- don't kill people yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, like that's
0: a, that's a humanity like that. pattern. Sure.
1: But We've like decided. which
0: of these patterns are like a my parents pattern or like a... Oh yeah. Mormonism yeah. pattern that like, uh-huh. I don't need to be in anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I think the interesting thing sometimes too, is more often than not, those patterns will stay until something from inside you breaks them. Right. Cause I, I, when I left the church or at least when I realized I wasn't, you know, Mormon anymore, uh, was when I was traveling a lot mm-hmm. and people would ask me where I was from and I, you know, I'd say, oh, I'm from the USA and Utah. And they're like, oh, Utah, like the Mormons. Or so you, and they were always very kind. It wasn't yeah. ever like, Ugh, I hate yeah. the Mormons. And
0: you're like, I don't, kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would, I would immediately feel this like muscle, like almost just gut reaction of like, but I support gay marriage. And I like, and I, I, I do this and I like, I don't believe in this. Yeah. Right. And I would sort of have this list of um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm from Utah and Mormon, but I do the, all the, I don't you know, I don't subscribe to those things. Um and I started realizing that list basically encompassed the entire religion. And and I was like, you know, maybe I'm Mm -hmm. not being honest with myself. And so I I realized that scaffolding that I'd built of being Mormon or whatever, that expectation I guess, uh, sort of just sort of fell on its own, really. Um, Mm -hmm. and there were obviously things that built up to that, but yeah, so I, I guess going back to the that point that you made, I think it's a lot of things in life, we just kind of do them, right? Cause we're raised to think that's what you do. But the fun part about life in general, I think is being able to, the sooner you can start realizing which things are just sort of these false yeah. flags and these weird, like, why do we do it like this? Yeah. That's what, I mean, innovation is a word that's thrown around too much, but in business even, I mean, that's, that's what everybody likes to talk about is like the second you can start asking those weird yeah. questions like why do we even do this why i mean yeah. e- even recently with covid it's like why do why do we work in offices right you know and everybody was too afraid to ask back then because it was like well that's because that's what we yeah. do um and yeah, yeah there's i'm sure there's some great points in like yeah. collaboration or whatever and you yeah. run into somebody in the hallway one day you, a week right but yeah then Two days when you start challenging those 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 norms yeah. right that's kind of and i feel like that's kind of what creativity is yes. in, in on on a micro level where you're going, you're creating a painting, you're, you're drawing, you're singing and you're like, why do we do it this way? Why do I sing this note this way? And I think it gets so literally microscopic and that whole trillions of decisions you're making is in your brain when you're creating whatever you're creating, then comes up with a result, whatever it might be, um, ends up being your fingerprint, you know? And, and I think that's the beauty of, of art is it's not about creating what other people create, it's about, um, making stuff that resonates with you and then yeah. other people being able to find little bits and pieces that resonate with them and right. building kind of this, this, you know, package of, of everything they love and everything they like to look at and see and experience.
0: Totally. I couldn't agree more. I like, in fact, I feel like I'm like always talking about this kind of thing. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that back. Like it was like a perfect segue. And I, I wanted to ask you too, cause this is, this genuinely like, I'm just, th- I've just been thinking about these things yeah, lately. Yeah. And it sounds like you're thinking about them too, but, um, how, so since, you know, how long ago did you like leave the church?
1: Oh, 20, gosh, it's probably been, my wife and I got married in the, the Salt Lake City temple and then probably like a year of going to church and then we kind of just stopped.
0: So it's been it's been so. like half a decade or something yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, over, yeah, over yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of about the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've been wondering a lot lately, like, uh, you know, when in this question of like, okay, now I'm rebuilding my morals from the ground up. Yeah, I'm building my values from the ground up. Like, I'm questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you find that like creativity and your thoughts about art, like, are are in your morality now? Hmm. And if so, like, I mean, or what kind of
1: my morality? I don't even know if I've gotten that far, um, in thinking about it, but I I would say, yeah, probably. And right now I think at least I see art and creativity as sort of, God, and this sounds so cheesy, but sort of like the only thing, the only purpose really. Um, uh, and I, and I guess, well, I don't know. Maybe that's just for me. I don't think that's like, I can't, I'm not going to try to paint with a broad brush and say like, Oh yeah, that's all that people have to offer. Um, but I think on some, on some level, at least for me, that's kind of my, my final thing that I, I feel like I can hold on to and, and, yeah. a, and, and sort of find that hope in right. Well,
0: creativity is like the only thing that like humans do that no other animal does and mm, um, like yeah. creativity is like the thing that sets us apart and right. I, I do feel like at some level creativity is like the reason that w- w- humans have accomplished all the good things and also have done all the terrible things oh sure and sure. i also think you know like cre- c- at, like at some point you know someone like you know p- masterminding like uh, uh what am i trying to say like like a societal structure that really hurts some people like mm, like that's yeah. Like that was creative for that person. (laughs) You know, that was innovative thinking, like to control like masses of people through Mm. like structures that aren't even really real. Um, But I also think like I think creativity is part of my morality because I think it's the only way out of that kind of stuff, too. Hmm. Um, Or, you know, like I really like thinking about creativity as a moral or as a value, as a principle to live by you know, being creative in like your parenting, being creative in like your marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I, f- I feel like maybe our kind of responsibility as artists, if we have one, is like, you know, to try to like change people's perspectives, to open people's eyes to like different ways of thinking. And sure. and what I hope that does is like encourage that like non, non-arts non creativity like in their <laughs> lives. Yeah
1: yeah I mean I think that's the that's the beauty of creativity is is everybody's creative right yeah. I think people I think the arts have sort of monopolized that word a little bit and been like oh, oh totally. no creative people only make art stuff <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah I mean like you say it's people can be creative in bad ways and in good ways and in everywhere in between but it's I mean I I it sort of made me think of something uh that I enjoy living my life by but I think it was Steve Jobs that said this, but, and it's not even a direct quote, but he basically said something along the lines of the world around us has been created by people no smarter than you, you know, and all the rules, all the guidelines, all the lines and borders and everything that have been built around you, um, have been made by those very people. And there's nothing saying that you can't, you know, move those or ask why those are there. Um, and I don't know, even as a kid, I've always felt like I was. Similarly there, I mean, most kids are what kid is perfect, but I enjoyed kind of questioning authority and, and, you know, and I mean, again, that's a lot of people do that, but I think there's something interesting there where as long as we can keep pushing forward and keep asking why we're doing things the way we're doing them. Um, I think it does become like a moral thing where it's, in fact, it's almost immoral to just do things because of the fact that they've been done that way That's for so long. That's what I think, or at yeah, least immoral yeah.
0: not to think about like, who who is this for? Who is this not for? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, why, like, w- for which people is this kind of thing that I take for granted, like, a real big, really big problem? You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I definitely think so. And I I also feel like curiosity is like a, a moral. <laughs> oh, as well. yeah, yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah. No, I, we always have to be. I mean, I, that's one thing I would hope to instill in my kids, even is, if you can't one to be able to entertain ideas and thoughts that you may not agree with on face value and to think about them and ask questions yeah. and be able to talk about it, but also just, yeah, be to be curious and to always be wondering, you know, obviously we, I don't even remember, was it. I don't remember who says stuff, but I, I heard something about like being open-minded, but not so open-minded that your brain falls out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I enjoy that. Fine it's... line
0: though. Cause I sometimes feel like my brain falls out a few times a <laughs> right. week. I'm right, not right. even kidding. This is what I meant when I said before, like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, Bleh. like that's the kind of stuff that I'm doing. Like my brain yeah. is falling out. No, that's I'll have awesome. like a weird dream. And then I'll wake up and be like, what's reality.
1: <laughs> oh, I do too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's bad.
1: Yeah. It's all about, yeah, I, I love that. That that you're saying though, it's a it's about that creativity in everyday life though too. It's not just about making art necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah, I think they feed back into each other, and that that feels to me like the beauty of life. Like that feels like what what else is there?
1: Right. right. It
0: doesn't mean you have to be in the arts, but I think like the if there is a purpose of life, it's like have as much love as you can have, have as much understanding uh, understanding as you have, you know. input as much beauty and goodness into the world as you can yep. and like that's creativity like all of those things are creativity
1: oh for sure yeah creativity's a, a that means to an end right it's right it's not really the result it's the, right. the process
0: which is why like i mean i like talking with people about the paintings that they made the sculptures that they did the book they write but i just feel like those other kind of like internal principles are like mm-hmm the, the real interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: well let's talk about filmmaking. So, okay. okay so let's as a kid, it. like, did you do any other mediums? Like we don't have to talk too much or be too chronological. Sure. Cause we've, we've done a lot of talking, but mm-hmm. I'd love to know, like, you know, did you ever write anything? And if so, like what kind of music were you listening to or playing? Like, just mm-hmm. what have you done?
1: Oh, okay. So I did some, I did like watercolors for a little while uh with a with a family friend. She gave me some lessons and that was fun. You took I'd, lessons, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like probably, you know, a handful. So it was That's not something. very much. But I do remember it and I remember enjoying it. Um and I did piano, did clarinet. Um, you know, my mom taught me piano, my dad taught me clarinet. Cool. Uh gosh, yeah, just kind of the standard stuff.
0: What about writing?
1: Um I did, I mean I wrote a little bit. I wrote a few stories here and there. Uh po- I remember poems? when we got a computer, not a lot of poetry. <laughs> I never felt good at like creative enough to, do, cause I'm like, it's got a rhyme and maybe I was just too OCD about it, but I, I didn't really flow too much with that, but I enjoyed writing, um, you know, on our, we had a windows 95 computer down in the basement and I was excited to like, you know, fire up word perfect or whatever. Word
0: and, perfect. Do you remember that? Corel Car- word, word perfect. Corel <laughs> word Remember I, the
1: logo? I still remember the logo. I do. I gotta and find that. Do you
0: remember playing, what was that thing called? It was like kid picks? Oh, like, Yes. Like an X. Yes. Um, and you can just like make art stuff. I remember just being <laughs> yes. like, mom, can we get kid pics? Please. I need kid pics. We have it on the school computers, but like <laughs> one hour a week in computer lab is not enough.
1: <laughs> She's like, that'll melt your brain.
0: No, it was like so wonderful.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Um, anyway. So i write on there, writing? but yeah, that was yeah, about okay. it. Yeah.
0: Um, when did you, like, how did you get into, like, film? It sounds like yeah. by the time you were in high school, you were, like, that was, like, part of your identity. You know? Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, so it started a little bit before there. that. Yeah. yeah, so I moved to a place called Elk Ridge um, later on in my life when I was a brown Later on in my life. Yeah. Like, I was, like, 10, I think, or something. <laughs> later I on remember. in my life yeah. when I was 10. <laughs> right. 9 or 10. Um. So I, I got this really cool, like, city slicker upbringing from sugar house and salt lake yeah. and then i moved down to Elk Ridge, uh, and that's like totally podunk you know there were no stores literally wow. zero places to spend money in in that area oh my gosh um there was one vending machine down at the fire the local fire and station vending machine. so me and my buddies would Holy go would save up and go buy like whatever crappy candy bar they had there that's been sitting yeah. in there for you know <laughs> months um But yeah, anyway, so it was a great place to grow up and I was actually on a road trip with a buddy in St. George and, uh, well, with his family. Um, They invited me to come along and I went, um, we stopped at a D.I., For some reason,
0: for the listener, that's like a goodwill, but in Utah. Oh
1: yeah. Thank you. Deseret Industries. Is that what they're called?
0: Deseret Industries. Yeah.
1: I just know the acronym. Yeah. (laughs) D I. Anyway. Yeah. So we went in there to kind of do some treasure hunting, I guess. And, um, I just, I remember it was a very hot day and I had, uh, I think it was like 20 bucks saved up that I brought with me on the trip that I hadn't spent yet. Um, anyway, I found this big VHS camera. Or camcorder, I camcorder. guess. Camcorder. But it was like, it took literal VHS tape size, like little yeah. full size VHS my tapes. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Crazy. Um. And yeah, I bought that. It was all, the it was the 20 bucks. So I bought that and that was kind of my first foray into, I mean, I'd messed around with family cameras every once in a while, but that felt like kind of my, like, okay, I'm going to like,
0: you know, so you were make like, some
1: videos here.
0: When, at what age were you like, Hey, I'm a kid who's interested in film.
1: Ooh, honestly forever. I mean, no, I mean I I've always liked movies, but yeah. I wouldn't say I was like especially obsessed when I was a kid or anything. Um I I do remember Oh, and I was even going to tell the story. Um but I probably went off on a tangent, but That's I you, when my dad would play music in the living room really loudly, he would play classical music. I would just go in there and like dance, but it wasn't like a dance. It was like I would do faces at him and stuff and Cute. he loved it. He would like clap. And I was like, I'm really gifted. Oh, cause you, you know? had
0: said you were doing stupid performing, but oh, no, I love that though. It makes it. me
1: cringe now. Think, but no, I, no, I, I no. can, as a parent now, I could be like, I would I mean, absolutely adore it as a parent. You know? cringe
0: as an adult when you think that like that child is yourself, but like that child is a child. Right. <laughs> you oh, know, for like, sure. If a child yeah. is doing that, you're like, this is delightful.
1: Oh, it's so funny. Fain- like, what a because hilarious so- child. Yeah. It's so like the creativity, it was one of the few, the earliest memories where I literally had absolutely zero care what anybody else thought about the thing I was doing. And I think that's the beauty of kids is they, they don't have any, I mean, it's like why kids don't care about like farting around other people or walking around with just the diaper on or whatever. Because they're not fit. they don't care. They're like, why would you care about a naked or so so there's this weird, yeah, it's kind of that beautiful moment of when I do look back on it, I'm like, I it's a such a great memory because I was literally just doing whatever. There was no story. There was no I was the music and I was like moving around and making faces. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But like terrible improv. Right.
0: Your dad loved it, which also is something.
1: Right. So it was like this kind of cool moment between, you know, a parent and a child. Um, but yeah, so I, I think there's always been that I've always enjoyed, um, movies because I, I, I've always loved seeing how people react mm-hmm. to, I've like what, you know, hearing people laugh, being in a crowd, that kind of thing. It's always, so I think that's when I bought the camera, it was mostly to make videos with my friends and okay. we always had like little you fun like, ideas oh, and
0: film. You were just like, this no. is going to be goofy. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. I was, I, I mean, I hadn't even really. I mean, I'd watched plenty of movies, but I'd never really thought about like cinema, you know, like I artists mean, with a thin yeah. cigarette kind of sure. like it was never really from that <laughs> perspective, I guess, probably just because I was pretty basic and, you know, I just loved like Ninja, ninja Turtles and whatever. But hmm. yeah, once I started getting into it more, um, that's definitely when, you know, I started appreciating some other parts of it. But yeah, it started very, cool.
0: so very simply,
1: very superficially.
0: <laughs> I, I, like, how did you kind of did you, you majored in? You majored in an art thing, right? Did yeah, you say that? In yeah, in film, but, in or film. media
1: arts is the technical okay. name for it. I had the degree. forgot what yeah. it was, <laughs> what
0: you had called it, a, yeah. an art thing. No. <laughs> um, and you went to BYU, right? Uh-huh, that yeah. you know Ryan from there too. You were there at the same time. Uh huh. Right? Yep. Um, so, or wait, so, did Ryan go to BYU? Well, he did go to he BYU. Did didn't go he? To BYU. Yeah. I
1: don't even know. if I just, yeah. He oh, right. Sure, duh. Yeah. I taught sure the MTC BYU. and everything. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um,
0: Mongolian. <laughs> um, so I want to know like how you kind of became a kid. That's like, I'm an art kid.
1: Oh, okay. Let's I'm see. I'm so interested in that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, honestly, it, it, I think it just started with that camera. To be honest, that was kind of the first, um, experience I ever had from taking, uh, a, a project or an idea in me and my friend's eyes. And we actually started what we call Elk Ridge Boys ERB. Adorable. Um, it's, it's amazing. I still have the logo that we drew, and it's literally just a circle with ERB sort of like shaped to the oval shape. It's I really love it. Even it's just like
0: <laughs> making, even the idea of like making a logo feels so imaginative. Like oh, right, yeah. for, for kids, especially like then, you know, because yeah, now yeah. it's like branding, but, right. but you know, like, <laughs> for a kid for a kid back then to be like we are a thing oh yeah that's we had that like, a, like ownership yeah. that i was talking about just right, like right right we are taking this seriously even if like there's not an adult in our lives that cares
1: oh yeah yeah and i think the the, the cool part too was we were lucky enough to we, we started a news channel basically it was Amazing. all fictional but we started a news network and we made videos and they let us show them at our uh Do you, mutual? Yeah. Right. So for the listener,
0: mutual is a, a Wednesday night activity or it's always Wednesday, right? I think it is always Wednesday. Um, For LDS teens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every Wednesday and it's really exciting because then you get to hang out co-ed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And no church clothes. It's just, it's totally crazy. Tons of partying, (laughs) tons of drugs, (laughs) drinking. No. Um,
0: You know, but also occasionally stuff like a scavenger hunt where like one of the (laughs) things on the scavenger hunt is to like... Find a neighbor who has a baby and change the baby's diaper.
1: Yeah, it was always like service stuff, which is what I'm saying. Like find a
0: baby, go like shovel some. I'm like, no, I want to
1: go like knock over their garbage can. Like, why can't I do that? Mutual. (laughs) No, Um, but yeah. So we would make these videos and we'd put it on the big roller TV, you know, up at the front in the auditorium. Uh, and we'd play these movies or, you know, news channel. We'd make wow. up fake stories. And I just remember how gratifying and how fun it was to sit at the back, stand at the back and just enjoy everybody else watching this thing and laughing or hating it or not, whatever. But it was so cool. I remember feeling like this is what I want to do. I want to make stuff and have people watch it. And, and I, and maybe that it kind of goes against what I was talking about earlier of like caring what other people think art should just be whatever. Um, and there is that too, but I think that was sort of my foray into, and maybe it's just that we're all artists are just, you know, these terrible narcissistic, I don't Um, think it's that that need tons of validation.
0: (laughs) I think it's like,
1: but it's obsessed with external validation. That oh, I'm funny, I'm creative, I'm whatever, you know. But uh, you know, that's sort of what started it for me.
0: I also think it's like a (laughs) when you have this existential thing going on, like if you're just if you just have the type of personality where like you are worried about like, who am I? What is this? Sure. What am I going to be? Will I die alone? Like when you're, when you're <laughs> even as a child, like having these kinds of like tumult, yeah, yeah, um, like, you know, I hate it when people say things like, Oh, we shouldn't care what anybody thinks of you. Cause like you have to care. You right. you must yeah. care. So for me, like I, and you know, maybe you feel differently, but I don't know that for me it was, it, it is, or was as much about validation as just like, confirmation that like, mm. like evidence and data about like how I am being perceived. Cause that stuff does matter. Like, Oh, for sure. The way yeah. that you are perceived affects like what choices you kind of can make, what you, yep. what opportunities you might have. So if you are trying to figure out like, who am I? And you're kind of thinking like, well, I might be funny or like, well, I might be interested in this. I might be mm. artistic, yeah. you know, to have that kind of confirmation of like, or like a little data of like, Okay, maybe I am. Oh yeah, no, I
1: mean it's like as any kind of kid, you need that kind of uh, yeah. What's the word? Yeah, encouragement. I guess you need to know that, like, oh, okay, like this might be a good path.
0: Like you need some feedback.
1: Sure, sure, and and I think maybe I've I've grown obsessed with kind of the getting to a place where none of that matters. But I totally agree with you, where like that's literally the reason I've wanted to you know do anything really creative is because I think something funny or I think something's interesting or yeah. meaningful. I want to be able to share it with people and maybe, maybe a more, uh, a gracious term instead of like narcissistic seeking validation, I would say it's people who are kind of weirdly, um, obsessed with connection, I guess, oh, you yeah. know, and where I want, I feel like there's a lot of, um, you know, and it's very evident <laughs> during this podcast, like I feel like I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas that are pretty well formed up in my brain. But when I try to speak them or when I try to communicate them in another way, sometimes they can get jumbled and miss, you know, misunderstood. And I think a lot of artists might be similar Um, In the sense that they find their, their one thing. They're like, Oh, I feel like I can actually communicate very clearly through this medium. Totally. Um, And that's like, well, now I can finally connect with people on that weird like level that transcends language even. Right. Where I think writing actually, you know, there is a way that writing can transcend itself in a way with words or whatever. But I feel like there's so many, everybody has kind of these nebulous, weird, colorful thoughts that don't really work in a word or in a this or that. So once they find their thing, they're like, Ooh, okay, this is the way I can. I mean, I, I played in a dumb little rock band when I was in high school and I played drums and there were a few moments where I remember playing with my friends and we weren't like, you know, we were not, we were close and, you know, we enjoyed what we were doing, but I remember these weird moments where we'd make eye contact while we were playing yeah. and uh, we'd hit a really cool part in the song or whatever. And it's just like, I was like, what the hell just happened? Like yeah. that felt amazing.
0: It's so, and it was like yeah. the cool,
1: and it was like, we never talked about I it exactly because I almost feel about. like you would be doing it a disservice by like, dude, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so I think those little moments is what people hunger for. And yeah, those are the little nuggets. Chasing that. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's very hard to describe. It's very, well, not to describe it. It's hard to, um, it's, to replicate it with a word, I was going to say you like know? you
0: can't prove it,
1: right? Like, right, how do yeah. you explain
0: like how significant that was?
1: Yeah, and it, it almost feels a little bit awkward too because you're like,
0: it's I almost inti- loved it's kind that person. Yeah, it's oh yeah,
1: not sexual or anything, okay, but it's this weird intimacy I, where you're like, ooh, I literally. That was great
0: like my single that came out yesterday is mm-hmm. kind of about this. Mm. Um, and I, I recorded like I do, I've been doing this little series where like each time I release a new single, I record like a, a, a podcast episode just solo oh, talking cool. about like the, the deep dive background of it. And yeah. I recorded this episode, this, so this episode is not going to come out for a really long time. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm setting my, I know I have a crazy busy summer, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like front loading nice anyway yeah. for, for the listener. Like I'm talking about the song closer to you. It came out yesterday in case anybody wants to check it out. <laughs> but, um, but I, I just recorded like a hour and a half long monologue yesterday oh, wow. about this like exact topic. like, Cause there are these like beautiful moments of intimacy and connection that like we, you can have them. And I think as artists, For sure. like, that might be one of the things that we're doing is like, we noticed that kind of thing as kids or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then we're just like, Oh my gosh, what is that thing? And how do I get more of it?
1: Oh yeah, But then yeah. like, we
0: don't kind of don't want to talk about it. Cause it's like a little bit taboo to be like, I, cause it is love. Like that is love. It's like oh, totally. for a second, like we yep. had a soul connection
1: Oh yeah, and yeah. like
0: anyway, so I'm really like, it's I'm- like the,
1: it feels like the puzzle pieces. It's like putting in that last puzzle piece. It feels, yeah, there's that weird, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to explain, but it, yeah, it's just when you mesh and you're both, you can just feel it in your soul that you're both seeing and experiencing the same emotion at the same time. Yeah. There's no disconnect. It's like, you're closer to, that person than you've ever been or with any but any other human being, right? So yeah. it's yeah, it's those little blips of and I think yeah, or like you say, art can create yeah. those moments in fact, I think it's the only thing that creates those moments. I and, kind
0: of think so too. Yeah.
1: And I think people hunger for that and they want that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the first line of my song is I feel closer to you than I have any right to, which is like, oh, wow. I, I kind of package the song in like a bit of a sexy kind of a thing. So it sure. just like plays. Sure. But like, I also privately mean it in this way too. Of like, Oh, for sure. You know, just like these, like I love this person in this moment. And yeah. like, that is yeah. something that is precious and it might be fleeting, but it doesn't go away. And like any, one who I've ever felt that kind of a thing with like I'm not gonna forget that person oh, yeah. even if we yeah. haven't spoken in 20 years yep um I also think like you know re- I was gonna say before like regarding this kind of like um I like to just like wake up the computer when the screen goes down so I can. J- I want to be able to see.
1: Oh, the waveform. R-
0: I want to be able to see it, man. <laughs> I just got to know.
1: I've got an app. I, is that a Mac? Yeah. I've got an app for you. I'll okay, send you a link. It'll please keep do. your screen on the whole okay, time. Okay, please do. Yeah. That would help
0: me so much. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, what was I saying?
1: Oh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, it felt like it was going to be a good thing, too. It was. Um,
0: we oh, were damn. just talking about. Um, those moments. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So when we're talking about this, like validation thing Mm -hmm. or like, you know, I think, I think of it as like feedback, like data. Yeah. I think part of it is that we want these moments. But depending on how people see us, it can change which types of things will give us those moments. So, mm. like, I've got a stupid example. Ready? This is so dumb. <laughs> um, I love watching The Bachelor. Sorry. I do, too. Just guilty. Really? Well,
1: not The Bachelor. I, I like, you like I call it trash TV. TV. I don't mean to, like, yeah, dis, no. you know. No, no, it is.
0: Yeah, it's I, trash. Yeah, I
1: watch, me and my wife watch uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, and yeah. it's my favorite thing. I love it. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, The Bachelor, like... It, it's so interesting to me because they are real people, oh, you yeah. know, like there's yeah. something that's so interesting about that. But there's this character on like the season right now. It's a character, a woman, <laughs> a, an actual real woman. But her name's Gabby. And she um, she's like she was a dancer for like the Denver Denver Broncos, I think. Okay. And I think she is. Hilarious! Like she has got a dry sense of humor. She's dropping stuff all the time that I'm like, that is so funny. (laughs) And I think that like in her real her real life with her friends, she's they're she's probably like their funny friend. Yeah, but like in this like heightened context of like being in the house with all these other women, and like she's beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. I think that like us as the general public watching. Probably like read the hilarious things she's saying so dry Mm. as like she's an idiot. Like, but she's clearly not because she'll say things sometimes, and I'm like, Gabby fucking knows what's going on. Like she's paying <laughs> attention. She like had this conversation with The bachelor where she was like, I'm not in contact with my mom. And like, she was talking about her mom and I was like, her mom's a narcissist and she has been to fucking therapy and she knows things <laughs> like I can just tell, you yeah, know, yeah. but then like, she'll say these things that I think are so funny and witty and just like, so funny, but nobody laughs. laughs and I think it's cause she's in this package where it's like, we're not expecting her to be funny. Yeah. And so we like interpret the hilarious things she's saying is just like, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then I think like in that sense, it really matters how people see you. Cause they'll interpret the things that you oh, make like, that's interesting. And so I think part of this kind of like getting validation is also like, you need to know your audience. You need to know how your audience like sees you, you mm. in order to know like what methods of communication will get your point across.
1: Oh, that's fascinating. I've I never thought about it. I that think way. about
0: that kind of thing a lot. Yeah. A- again, with regards to this, like, Who am I? Like, am I a teacher? Am I a band leader? Am I am I an artist? Am I like a magical like bohemian person? Or do I live in the fucking suburbs of Utah? Right, right. You know, like (laughs) and I I get really like, you know, I think a lot about like, well, I know how I feel and I feel like I am all of those things. Right. And it's all true. But like if someone like sees me as like someone who lives in the suburbs can they also see me as like a magical unicorn person who writes like fantasy pop
1: right right you know right. or is it
0: like I don't get it what are you doing you know like yeah I I get kind of I get hung up on that kind of stuff sometimes
1: that's an, yeah I, I've I've sort of gone through similar you know realizations where I think that's kind of what helped me become a little bit more chill about Uh, you know, just being myself, I guess, is, is realizing that no matter what we do, you know, people in passing, people that you're not really spending a lot of time with, will never know. Right. And that's sad in a way, but it's also pretty high expectations, right? Like it's, it's expecting somebody to look at you and understand all of the facets and all the nuance and complexity that makes up you as a person. And, you know, that's hard. And that, and, and I think people should want to do that, but some people just don't care. Right. Yeah. And or so they I think, just
0: don't even know it's possible because they're not thinking like that.
1: Right. 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 Which I, I
0: think is part of why I like doing this podcast because I yeah. love hearing like what other people are. I mean, that's why the podcast is called artifice because mm. like I, I, I think it's a cool word, but also it means like what, what you see isn't what's true. Mm, um, right. Yeah. Like that's kind of what that means. And I think those of us as artists, inherently are, are, um, always flirting with that line because, uh, the things that we put out, you know, this painting, this movie, this book, like that's the thing that people see when like, it's the very, very end. (laughs) Right.
1: It's the result. And people
0: will write a story and they will imply a narrative based on that thing that's now fully externalized from yourself. Mm. And so they're, they're kind of like inherently, I think is like this, um, not an artifice that's intentional, but an artifice that just is like unavoidable. Mm, Um, you know, in like what it is that we do. Cause people don't know, you know, how many hours you spent like doing something so tedious, making this magical thing right? or like what actually like, what actually got you here? You know, that's
1: interesting. Yeah. I almost wonder too, if at least with a lot of like film and, and media, it seems to me that the the truly, the really successful artists or the people that create things that a lot of people resonate with and enjoy are the ones who are able to include as much of that kind of creative journey as possible in the end result. Cause totally. I feel like, and who was it? The other, like the big first podcast guy, I forget his name, Ira Glass. Right? Is that him? Yeah. Um, he did this American Life, right? Does this American Life. Oh, he still does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, an amazing podcast. It is really great. Uh clearly I don't listen to it right now because I didn't know that he was still doing
0: it. It's really good. (laughs) But no, I
1: I I've listened to I have so many podcasts that I listen to that I'm the same. It's hard to it's another one of those things where it's like it's sad because there's no way I'll ever be able to listen to all of them.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Anyway, I digress. But uh (laughs) I remember him talking about his process of creating stuff and it always being trash and he hated it. And he's just like, this is not what I want to be making. Um, and he said a lot of people give up before they start actually making the stuff they want to make. And I think that's another way of saying the end result doesn't include all of that good stuff that you've built up a taste for because you've enjoyed other people's creations, you know, growing up, whatever. Um, but you know that when you make stuff, you're like, I have this desire. I know what a good, a good thing is, but this isn't quite living up to what I want to make. And I think that's the hard part, right? Is pushing through that, that phase, but also realizing that, um, you know, the creativity, that process, the more of your own fingerprint you can put on it, right. the more I think it'll resonate with other people. But that's also the catch 22 because that's right. terrifying. It, and is it also you can want it. You people... want it to feel poppy. You want it to feel like, oh, right. what's popular right now? Right. Like what, you know, how do I make it sound more like this band or this? But it's right. like, don't do that. It could you know? make
0: you iconic or it could make you like, what the hell is this person yeah. doing? Right. But yeah, if you think about a person like Quentin Tarantino, like. He made something that was like, unlike anything anyone had seen. Yep. And when people watched it, they were like, I don't even know how to talk about this. Yep. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, what am I feeling? Like, am mm-hmm. I, am I horrified or am I laughing? Like, what is going on? And I think, you know, that probably took like, know, maybe it didn't even take courage from Quentin Tarantino. Cause he just might be the kind of crazy where he's just like, I know it's good. Yeah. And or you're or he doesn't care. Right.
1: He's like, but I, I want to make like, money, but yeah.
0: those of us that are watching pulp fiction or whatever Mm -hmm. was that his first kind of like pulp fiction was like kind of his first like put him on the map movie yeah um you know when people are watching it there there's no way they're going to assume that the person who made that is like normal (laughs) like they can't so then you know they're going to take this movie and they're going to look at quentin tarantino and be like okay tell us what kind of weird you are because you're clearly something yeah yeah you know they're they're in no way are they like assuming that he's like their brother or like, sure. You know, right.
1: Well, and the, and the beauty of but it, I feel line. like is that, is that conversation isn't even a requirement anymore because his weirdness is infused in his, his creation right. and it'll, it's eternal. It's like this, it's, it, it'll never die. But then you know, on and like that's, the
0: other hand, if you think of someone like Ben Affleck who like, He presents as kind of like a pretty boy Mm. and kind of normal, but he also is like visionary in like his own way. And I think a lot of people, like a lot of the general public, like kind of discounts like the, the genius in what he makes because they see him as an idiot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what I mean about like this packaging problem.
1: Right. No, and and I think that's, I think honestly, even some of the most successful people, have yet to figure that out. And and I'm speaking very, you know, high horsey right now, but I, I do really feel like the more you're worried about how other people will perceive it, the less of your own identity is in that piece, right? Because right. if you're making decisions based off of, I mean, for me, it just comes down to like marketing. Like I'm right. in that every single day where all we do is think about what will the people we want to buy X, Y, or Z, um, right. what will they like? And how right. do we make that thing ex- exist? Yeah. And and I think that's it's art, but from the other direction right. where you're saying, how do we build something that accomplishes this? Whereas art from its pure sense, I guess the capital A stuff that people are doing for, for passion yeah. is they start from the very back and they say, what do I want to make? And right. they make that thing. And at the purest, it can stay throughout the end result. Then I think some people are just lucky that their taste so happens to line up with Steven Spielberg, right. uh, Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if they're enlightened and they have any kind of, I don't think that's the truth. I think what, what happened is they enjoy making those things. Therefore they just got lucky and that's what everybody else enjoys. But I think that's the hard part is a lot of people who are successful know how to play the game. They know how to read the room and say, what does an audience want? Oh, they want a, they want a movie with some blood and like they want some spiders and like a dragon and (laughs) like they, and they infuse all these parts and they can be creative about it. But in the end, if I, I don't know. I think that's kind of where, and that's sort of yeah. maybe overly philosophical, but no, I, love it. I think it's, it's more interesting to say, you know, start at the very back and I it's think just in so your own head and then it kind of can go through. My but.
0: philosophy about this is like when I'm making a new project, I was also talking about this in this episode I recorded yesterday. yeah <laughs> so like, oh, awesome. I'm not bullshitting. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I just was saying this out loud and there's a recording of it, <laughs> but like I take the creative process, like so kind of, um, Like sacred Like Mm. I don't I don't want to talk To anyone else about it Because I don't want Anyone else's brain To like Fuck it up Before it's finished Like I need for it To be like that pure kind of like distillation of like mm-hmm. the weird stuff that's going on in my brain and like once that is protected like once i've done that then i can involve other people to finish it and mm-hmm. then i can yeah. figure out how to package it but like i'm I, it's not like i know i don't know right like, oh none of us i mean i do. feel yeah, like right. i know, i feel like <laughs> i have kind of figured out how to make things that i feel like are a good representation of my brain yeah i'm yeah. not good at talking about them yet right but like this is also like i you know i'm thinking about this ben affleck thing because i just heard a matt damon on dax shepherds podcast oh
1: okay yeah Do you listen to that one too I, I it's on my list i have not listened to much of it yet though i
0: like it so much it's like just the right amount of like behind the scenes that okay. i find really interesting yeah. but matt damon was saying like because because I, I feel like even though matt damon and ben affleck have been like buddies and partners forever Mm -hmm. people see matt damon as being like quite a bit more brilliant than ben affleck oh oh, yeah i think yeah anyway matt Damon was talking about this and he was saying like it makes me so mad because like we wrote goodwill hunting together like we wrote it together and like ben affleck wrote as much of it if not more than than me and but people like give me the credit for it And Matt Damon was saying, like, it really makes me mad because, like, people see us differently. But, like, Ben is a genius. Yeah. And then I kind of just was like, that's fucked up. Like, but it's true. Like, and it's not like it's Ben Affleck's fault. It's just like, we did this. Like, we watched that movie. We were like, Matt Damon's brilliant. The end.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess he, he was kind of the, you know, that main the character and yeah, it's, it, I feel like, yeah, it's all branding, I guess in the well, end where it, it does come down to what people know about the, you know, it's hard. It it's hard. It can change. Like, I sure. mean, I
0: love, like, I love watching, especially female actors um, become producers. Like mm. I love watching like a Reese Witherspoon like go from being like legally in legally blonde, you know, go from being Elle Woods to be making, to be a producer in like some of the best, most artful TV that we have. Yeah. Or like watching Nicole Kidman or like, you know, I don't know. Or even someone like Blake Lively, like I feel like, you know, at the beginning of her career, it felt like she was like an ingenue who would like kind of not, not a real actor. Sure. She was just,
1: yeah. Kind of like
0: silly, pretty long legs, blonde hair. Right. Um, Right. And then, you know, watching her like move into acting that's like a whole different kind of acting. Like and then we just go like, oh Blake Lively was always good. But you know, we (laughs) we are capable of changing our minds about people. But I find that so victorious or or even just, you know, thinking about like Taylor Swift, like going, you know, just changing your own the the rules about what you're allowed to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's great. And I I think there have been tons of examples of that in our world where yeah, you have somebody who's one thing, and then they said, "You know what? Like I've achieved success here, and there's this whole other side of me that it's people awesome. don't know about." And right. you know, yeah, and, it, and it's so fun for us as consumers, right? That we can enjoy that yeah. and, and and connect with them in a different way. Yeah, we well, like, I love that Jeff him.
0: Goldblum makes music, even right. if yeah. it, like I've right. never heard it, it could be shitty. I don't <laughs> care. Like I love that Jeff Goldblum. Who, who's more famous than Jeff Goldblum? Right. Who's more like iconic than Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. He's just like, also I'm going to make artsy music.
1: Yeah. Just cause it's great.
0: Like it's fantastic.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: And I, I love like, you know, Carrie Brownstein being in Portlandia and also Slater Kinney. Right.
1: Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean,
0: but like, I can see her really struggling. Like I can see people being like, sorry, you're going to do like a skit show. Like I don't,
1: right I don't see you doing that
0: like you're in a punk band
1: yeah yeah and then her
0: just being like no 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 like no I can do it and I just imagine like Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen who's also a comedian and a drummer right just like I can imagine Fred Armisen just being like no I believe it and I know because like I am both
1: sure yeah anyway
0: I just I don't know I find those things to be like so fascinating
1: oh yeah I'm I'm totally the same the same way about I, I don't ever want to be like pigeonholed, I guess, into a, a certain like, oh, that's what you're you do. And and I sort of don't really subscribe to the whole like, uh you know,
0: find your lane.
1: Yeah. And like, or like find a specialty and then you can become a master at it. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just I, I maybe this, and this does go back to spirituality and philosophy. But if I've got one life, like I'm going to change my mind as many times as like, I damn well please you know I agree with you. <laughs> and and, yeah. and I want to try a bunch of stuff and I want to experience things even if they don't ever pan out in the you know uh, the standard definition of what success sure. is money or whatever um, it's still something where I mean yeah it's Who like you? when I'm on a, my deathbed I don't want to regret not attempting something or not trying really? out a new when experience. You never you know? know
0: what you're working toward. Like right, I was just right. talking about this with another friend the other day, Olivia Custodio, who was also on the podcast and she's an artist. And mm. we were talking about people whose mediums kind of like evolve over time. Like, yeah. um, I was thinking about like, speaking of podcasts, um, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, who do the, my favorite murder podcast. Oh, okay. And like, they both have a history of like, performance so mm-hmm. like karen Kilgarev was a stand-up comedian she wrote on the show baskets and she was a writer for ellen she's a tv writer and a stand-up comic and then georgia hardstark had like a cooking show you know they're both oh, but then they both like love true crime and now they have this hit podcast it's one of the most it's one of the most uh popular podcasts of all time they oh, do wow. worldwide tours they have you know millions of fans wow and it's like you just never know what you're you never know where you're going to, you know? So like Georgia Hartstark, yeah. you know, there was maybe a time where she was like, okay, I'm not Rachel Ray. Like why, why do I have a cooking show? What's going on? <laughs> or, or like, um, Derek Waters who does like drunk history, like, you know, wait, that's his name, right? You, it just, I think it's I've Derek heard of drunk Waters. i drunk history.
1: I don't know the name though. Anyway,
0: like just, you know, you just never know, like if this, this dalliance that you're in, this like you know, you're dabbling in something and it right. might seem like you're sidetracked or it might seem like you're like, that might just inform like the thing you're going to do next. Oh, like for you sure. just don't know, yeah. like you don't know what you're leading to. So yeah. who's to say whether, you know, which thing is off path. Cause like, Oh, totally. You just don't know where <laughs> yeah, it's you'll going. You'll only know when
1: you're literally dead and you're like looking back at your life and well, not dead, I guess, but close to it. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's what led to that. Cause I mean, now, I mean, anybody looking back, even somebody in their twenties, you know, anybody with any kind of life experience over a year could probably look back and say, kind of draw a line and, and it's not a straight line, right? Right. It's, it's very that's curved. What, and
0: that's what I'm interested in here you go backwards. Yeah. And
1: yeah. And, and uh, that's something especially close to my heart now. Cause I I've, you know, as, as you probably know a little bit now with uh dad jokes and everything I've, I've always wanted to do acting I've, and performing. I've and been like
0: right about to ask you when did you start acting for oh, like yeah. such a long time? <laughs> yeah. like well, this is a great transition. A pause cake yeah. Though.
1: I mean, I did, I did some musical theater and some theater in high school and it was amazing. Shout out to Petit Neat Academy. Is this, you should really go check it out if you're into any kind of architecture. It's this really old, like a school oh, academy yeah. in Payson, cool. right by Elk Ridge. Anyway, um, did some plays and stuff there and just adored it and loved it. And, and then took a break from that and did some, the video stuff kind of like with the camera and everything. Yeah. And yeah, so I have been in video editing and film kind of behind the camera this whole time, but I just, I've always had that itch to kind of want to go do it. And yeah. I've watched a lot of people in the editing bay and there's sometimes, I don't know. I'd, yeah, I, yeah. When you say all these things can kind of feed into one another, it's totally true, especially in the arts. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the experience I've had with you know, deciding which take is, is, is good and, right. and being behind the scenes and even directing some actors in the past and casting. Um, it it's, yeah, it, it, it sort of just felt like something that I've always wanted to do and being able to pull experiences that I've had outside of, yeah. you know, I haven't been a, I wasn't a child actor. I didn't get an yeah. agent when I was 12 or whatever. Um, and there's definitely some doubt there where I'm like, Oh, like I, I'm way behind or whatever I
0: hear you, man. but
1: yeah, it kind of came to a point where there were a lot of years where I thought about doing it. And I'm like, it's too late. Like I, I'm not going to make any money. And I, and I realized I was making a lot of decisions on what I wanted to do based on those kind of superficial things that mm-hmm. I didn't really care about. Like I, I was told oh, that that's what mattered. And, I'm
0: doing that still. Like, yeah, Oh yeah. No, I, that, I totally am too. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, and that's definitely, uh, kind of the thing that played in it for me is where, It also plays into kind of what we talked about with the self-love thing where I was like, you know, what, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I'm going to go and try this. And if people think like he's an act, like he's trying to act like, what the fuck? Like, why is he doing that? What a waste of time. He has kids. He's he's like older, you know, whatever. Like, I just I guess I just don't really care all that much anymore. And it's yeah. And it, it didn't really even feel like a victory as much as it just felt like a relief. Like it was a very personal relief where it was like, I don't even think anybody would have thought those things. I think that was all in my head. In fact, I think I'm surrounded by a a ton of very supportive people and, you know, a family. And yeah, maybe there'd be a few like people that are like would roll their eyes on Facebook or whatever. (laughs) But I think it's all kind of in our own heads. And Mm -hmm. that's that mental barrier that you have to overcome um, to want to try something. But yeah. So I, I mean, I started acting in high school and did a lot through college as well, um, in like a sketch comedy group, and uh, we had a YouTube channel and stuff. We had really weird videos, Quiet Dignity, if you're interested in googling that. Um, our videos are all still up, cool. very, very strange, very Quiet weird, dignity. um, almost absurdist level comedy. Uh, cool, but anyway, um, yeah, so when honestly, when I had lunch with Ryan and we were both <laughs> doing the whole like ex Mormon, uh trying to figure out if you were out before telling the other cause I I've always been pretty private about that. Cause I've never really, um, I don't know. I've never really felt a drive to want to like write a post on Facebook or, um, ask people to, to like let everybody know. So I, I'm still finding people. It's actually kind of fun. I enjoy it. Uh, finding people in my life who still think I'm Mormon yeah. and I taught I'm like, Oh no, I'm not. And they're yeah. like, What? When did you leave like was this how many months ago? Yeah. I'm like, oh it's been almost a decade.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and for some reason I find it kind of That's exciting. Delightful uh, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> But and I surprise. think for a long time I was very worried about it. I was like stressed yeah. about what people think. And oh, I mean, man. we can get into the whole religious baggage, but, yeah. uh, we did, anyway. we
0: did a little bit already. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I met with Ryan, uh, I saw he had a tattoo and I was like, oh, that's a good, good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we eventually found out, we're like, oh, thank God. See, we can I'm talk the opposite freely. of
0: you. I'll just be like, are you still Mormon? Yeah. And, he, then when, <laughs> and then when people are like, yes, then I'm like, oh, sorry.
1: Oh, it's still ingrained but in I'll me. But I'll say, like, I know are it's... you
0: still Mormon in a way that's like so presumptuous, like <laughs> so like... <laughs> like
1: belittling? Are you still with and that then dumb I, like, church? I
0: hear it, I hear it come out of my mouth, and then I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Of course you, <laughs> of course you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I think I even was the one to ask, or I, I didn't even finish the sentence because I was like my typical like trailing off. I was like, are you still like uh, you know? And Ryan, of you know, knew exactly what I was talking about. Anyway. Um, I found out that he was going into, um, video yeah. and, uh, he'd been like an audiologist or whatever. Yeah. And he's been on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, the Bill and I talk about
0: him all the time because he, we collaborated on these videos too. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Right. Um, my but, listeners,
0: I, if anyone's listening loyally, like they know Ryan, they know think, Ryan. So well, I
1: want to be Ryan when I grow up. So, <laughs> Me
0: too. um, he's
1: amazing. But anyway, I, uh, yeah, he said he was kind of switching gears too not kind of like changing cars, getting out of the car he was in and getting in another car and driving a totally different direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, and that was uh, weirdly, I was kind of doing the same thing where I'm like, I'm going to start acting. Like I want to do this. I want to go out and I have enough experience. I know like some people and anyway, so yeah, it was kind of a cool, uh, chance that we had to, to work together on dad jokes. Um, just because he was super talented and we were talking about, it with, you know, he had this idea and, um, we we're both kind of switching gears that way, but yeah, it was, it's just something that, um, I've always wanted to do and started it in high school, I guess, and did it off and on, but yeah. It's, and now well, I'm going to try to pursue dad it. Dad
0: jokes is so funny
1: <laughs> so glad like, to hear you say I, that because i, I it.
0: watched it you know because i love ryan i want to support everything he does so i watched it when he was like ha, put first put the reel out yeah. when, when you did that knee slap <laughs> i laughed so <laughs> hard I, yeah so was, hard
1: oh uh, it's yeah and, well and then
0: it's like it's wonderful too because like ryan had to also know like we need to capture that
1: oh for sure like I mean, it was like it took probably half hour to set up all the stuff i mean there, that's just that one shot right yeah it's, yeah but it's, sure. I mean,
0: so funny though. Oh, thanks. Like,
1: That's yeah. It was so much fun to make.
0: So, okay. We have just like a, like just a couple minutes left. I think cool. we've been talking yeah. for almost two hours. Have we really? Yeah. Oh wow. That
1: flew by. <laughs> I, Jeez. Know.
0: I know. I just looked at my watch and I was like, Oh my God. Wow. Um, but it's normal. This is how long the podcast is supposed to be. Sure. sure. So I want to ask you, um, is there anything that you want to say? Like, I'd love to ask artists to kind of share their like insider perspective. So like what, if there's, you know, a couple of things you want to say about what is magical about filmmaking, about acting, like, is there anything that you feel like is a thing that like, you know, that you like wish people knew?
1: Mm, that is a really good question. Or you, you mean cool anything,
0: question. if like, if you can't think of a thing, like, yeah. just, what do you like? No, I, what do you love about there it? There's a
1: lot of things, honestly. I, I think the biggest thing, at least for me right now, it changes every millisecond. But I mean... Honestly, at least with acting, what's always interested me and what's drawn me in um, is the the rawness of it. And I feel like it's one of the few experiences as any kind of artist or creator that you're able to show like the very inside of you, if that makes yeah. sense, too. And it's so direct. It's not, you know, I feel like with a film, you make it, you edit it, whatever, whatever part you had in it or even like a painting where you're the sole creator of of whatever this piece of art is. When people look at it, there's still kind of that wall of like there's the painting and then there's you as the artist. So there's the connection, right? So the connection's there, but it's still kind of through this mesh of something, but I've always enjoyed um, and found so much magic, you know, even in back in my theater days in high school, of experiencing those little moments where you were acting with someone else, yeah. and you both really encompassed the character and you and it's similar to the podcast so far, yeah. you feel like you don't even know kind of what happened. You're like yeah, yeah. that it felt like you prepared and you memorized the script and there's costumes and there's lights and you're not fooling yourself. Yeah. It's not like totally getting lost, but there's that magic, yeah, 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 where where you've both prepped and you've both done the work and the research and you're able to embody someone else's story, it feels like such a, a cool privilege, a cool experience. And honestly, it's just fun. Um, and I think that's what I would want to say is find things that you enjoy that you really genuinely think are fun and, and try to find ways to do them, you know, as much as you can. And and I don't want to say it's like, do it as a job or whatever, but Honestly, I think, you know, some people like accounting, some people like engineering and building bridges or whatever, yeah, but that's, and, and that's awesome. Too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, probably I mean, even more so. Accounting.
0: I'm sure accounting can be.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm sure yeah. it totally can be. Um, Just setting
0: up your spreadsheets could probably be creative, <laughs> right? Like hacking your own, like, yeah, there you, go. Ha- you know, methodology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't mean creative accounting, like Bernie Madoff <laughs> <accounting>. <laughs> or Ozark. <right? laughs> yeah, um, yes.
1: But yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about, uh, I, yeah, I guess I'm going after that. And this is sort of a self-realization because I haven't really thought about it this deeply before, but going after those connections, like I enjoy, um, I feel like I have my own barriers and my own, um, insecurities where I feel like I can't really connect with people a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but with acting, it almost gives me this excuse where I'm like, Oh, well, it's, really my fallback is like, Oh, it's, Oh, I have the script. I have yeah. to be crying right now. But in reality, I'm actually feeling it. And the other person's feeling it. And I feel like there's this connection, but we have this reason to be, yeah. you know, cause I've never considered myself like you know I want to go out and sing in the hallways at school so people right. can hear me sing or I want to right. be like the crazy drama kid because i'm I'm embarrassed. But I'm for some way. reason, when there's a reason to yeah. to be vulnerable, I feel safe and I feel like I can be in the cocoon of this director or the writer who created yeah. this story and then I get the pleasure and the enjoyment out of really diving into whatever character I'm playing. And I enjoy comedy, you know, um you know, Dad jokes obviously was a comedy, but I also enjoy you know, the really deep dramas and that are talking about interesting and, you know, difficult parts of being a person. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that for me, that just felt like this is what I would be doing yeah. if, you know, if I were super rich and wealthy, like I would want to be researching about learning about people and, and trying to embody yeah. somebody else just cause it's, it's empathy. Know, it's, it's cathartic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of that, like my next question, you're just like, you're providing me all these like perfect segues. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to ask, do you feel like art and being an artist, making art, studying art has taught you anything about like what it means to be a person or about how people are that, that we haven't already said, like any other kind oh, of I mean, we've into... talked about
1: it a lot, but yeah, I honestly, I think it's everything really. I think people generally, I mean, honestly, I think life boils down to comfort and pleasure. And I think that's what most people seek after, you know, and, uh, I think the fact that, you know, as human beings, we can connect with one another and enjoy that pleasure of learning about another person and, and maybe even realizing, connecting on a deep level of, like they we're all human together. Yeah. Like there's this base layer, not just like me and you, but really. we're also connecting at a level where we can feel comfort and we know like we're not alone and we're not, mm-hmm. um, you know, alone in our worries or in our thoughts. So when mm-hmm. other people have similar experiences, um, I think art does that and it provides an avenue for people to come together and, yeah. and experience a certain emotion or a certain, um, kind of that nondescript connection. Right. right? So I think right. art is, is literally the the best way And art could be anything. It could be that bridge. It could be that spreadsheet, right. the two right.
0: you know, people
1: who love figuring out how to right. set things up in like a spreadsheet. Bro, let me show be you like, how, oh how I've got. Oh my, my gosh, that's amazing. So. I don't know how you did that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think it can be anything. And that's yeah. the beauty of life really is there's, there's, there's those little nuggets everywhere and, and being able to find those and and find your people and find people that you can at least embrace and, and appreciate those things. It's so fun. It's so, so joyful and amazing.
0: I couldn't agree more. I feel so the same way. I I love this idea of like art being like, uh, it gives us permission and it gives us like a certain kind of a window to see something that we maybe wouldn't have an opportunity to see in day-to-day life. Absolutely. And, you know, just with, with regards to this idea of like closeness and like, you know, um, like I, I, I really like Dax Shepard. Like I like the way he talks about things. Like I feel like I like his, like, I like his values, Mm. but he says this thing that I like when I heard him say it, I was like, yes. Like, but he, (laughs) he says like, he loves meeting people and thinking like, okay, like, you know, our lives are full. So like, you know, we're, we may not going to be best friends, but he says like, I love meeting someone and thinking like, you know, in another lifetime, like we have the type of connection where we could have been best friends or like we could have been married. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And doesn't mean like, you know, he, we're going to have an affair. It doesn't mean he needs to like leave his wife, but like, you know, like that's such a beautiful thing to think like in another lifetime, if we had met in a different way, like, we could be best friends. We could be life partners. Like, and I think that's so beautiful. Like I'm obsessed with this idea of like how many people, how many soulmates can you find in the world? Oh, right. And even if that's a soulmate that you, you know, you meet them one time, like you're on one shoot together Sure. and you're just like, I fucking love that person. Like I understand this person deeply. Like this is a soulmate. This is like, you know, part of like my little constellation. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I think we get so scarce about these kind of things. We guard ourselves, we like protect ourselves so much. And I think art teaches us those kind of like softness and kind of like, you know, perspective shifting that can give us those skills to like, you know, love more people, like just be more open. It's the best.
1: Yeah. It gives you that hope and it gives you that, Outlook on life, which I think is then infectious and and yeah, it rubs off yeah. on other people. And I yeah, couldn't agree more. It's awesome. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yay. Okay, that's perfect. So I ask everybody at the end two questions. Okay. Number one, what's your dream collaboration? You can build a whole team. Ooh. It's a dream. Who do you want to act with? Who do you want to have direct you? Who would you love to work with? Oh man. What's the that dream? That is a really,
1: really, really good question.
0: I love, I love asking hmm. film people this question because film is such a collaborative medium.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I honestly, I would probably say. Zach Galifianakis is one of my favorite people. I, th- I love his work. Um
0: Yeah. Wait, you know, he was in baskets, right? Yeah. Like we already talked about it once in this episode. Oh, re- oh right? really? Karen, we? Karen, Karen, oh, Karen, sorry. Yeah. No, no but totally just, i yeah. just, I just want to draw this parallel that yeah. like we already had a Zach Galifianakis moment. Right. Just now.
1: I think he's great. Yeah, um, he's and I love his, his sense of humor, especially, uh, Eric Andre is another, he's very strange though. So if, if you're not into weird comedy, then definitely avoid him. Um, And this is funny, like I I should remember his name. I'm terrible with names, which is weird too. But uh, the guy who wrote Mr. Robot... Um, mm. I've been following a lot of his work and cool. this is bad cause I don't remember his name, but, okay. um, yeah, I mean, those are some people I'd probably want to well, be that's with, great. but, but I, I just, yeah, honestly,
0: I can see you doing like a, I can see you in a thing with Zach Galifianakis. Like, I feel like that makes perfect sense.
1: Oh, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. He's, he's like his, his, uh, between two ferns is one of it's so, it's so funny. brilliant I, on so many levels I feel like it's funny too super fit like that's the, those are the really good stuff is when it's like yeah. accessible to pretty much anybody from any background with a lot of taste you know they're like oh yeah. it's awkward it's funny like he yeah. just called Brad Pitt ugly like yeah huh. yeah but then there's all these <laughs> levels too where it's like you just keep digging and it's like oh my gosh there's little nuggets of I know I, I love, love it, it. Love it's it. so
0: funny I totally agree with you that kind of stuff that just makes you just be like Okay, but there was also that. It's like right, there's right. this surface thing that, like, I imagine the people who are making it, like, they kind of think like the general public is going to see it here. Right. But then, like, we're leaving these things for like the kinds of people who are like our kinds of people. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they're going to see like these like yeah. layers back. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right, awesome. Right. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, tell everybody where to find your work.
1: Oh, I should be better about this. Pl- I need to be more markety. Want. I mean, my website is uh, www.joshgibson.me but that's more set up for my freelance stuff right yeah. now. So, Hey, if you need some video work, I guess, but yeah, I, honestly, my acting is not very uh, well publicized yet. I'm still working on that. I need to be better. I think it, part of it is, it's a little bit terrifying, oh, you know, yeah. it's like me, cause I've talked to some people about wanting to become an actor, but even now, even with you here, yeah. I feel comfortable, but I also, I'm like, Oh, but, like, you're not really an actor.
0: You're an actor.
1: And, and it's, you are one. And and the funny thing is it feels, yeah, I don't know. So I I do feel, I feel strong enough to like do it. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm going to do it. But there's like this weird, um, like I when I make it. a reel, when I, and I have my reel and everything and I have like the second I make my website or the second I do this or that, it's like, now it's, now I'm committed. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's if, scary. I, if I fuck it up, then it's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I get uh, it. but that's
1: the, I guess that's the fun of it is you have to embrace that. And I mean, I do have a, an email, I guess, Josh at, I thought it was very clever. I bought Gibson dot actor is the domain. So I now have uh Josh at Gibson dot actor is cool. my, my email. So uh, yeah, Great. shoot me an email, I guess. if. Great. If anybody wants to talk link, or chat? I'll link
0: dad jokes in the in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, please, that would be great. It's so funny. That's super. Listen, that was a super listener. Fun thing. If you're listening and you're not believing us, how funny it is believe it and click on it. Cause it'll be in the
1: show. Go, watch it. go yeah, watch it. Yeah. It's yeah. And I'll uh, maybe I'll have something up by the time you actually, okay. uh, post this is going to but... come
0: out. I already know it's going to be the second week of July.
1: Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll give me a due date then for, yeah. um, cause there's a lot of auditions and stuff and that I've been wanting to go for that are, uh, <laughs> that require reels, you know, and, uh, resumes yeah. and all that good stuff. And I've mostly just done kind of backdoor deals with friends yeah. and buddies. Cause I have <laughs> enough of my foot in the door already, but yeah. now well, that's, that's good. Now I should be official. Your, you know? your
0: friends believe in you i mean
1: oh yeah no, mean, i've been so lucky to have
0: ryan like because you know we're both here talking about how brilliant ryan is and to yeah. have ryan because he has he'll say to me like you've got to interview josh like you've got oh, to talk to so nice like, josh is so talented like he's a <laughs> filmmaker too but he's getting into acting and he's so good oh it's so, so nice you know that's him. all yeah. you need to know you know oh, <laughs> like yeah. that's I mean, enough ryan, evidence
1: yeah. right there he he and i are, have been friends ever since our, our mission and everything but um, yeah, he feels like one of those people that like he's a brother, from, a soulmate. Uh, he's definitely a soulmate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he feel
0: that way about him. Connected
1: too. with him on so many different levels and different ways in you know throughout the years, even though like we honestly hadn't been super close probably for five years or so ever yeah. since because. I think we I don't know he had his own journey and you know life experience and stuff but I went through quite a few years where I didn't really want to interact with a lot of my old friends because I was worried they're like oh he doesn't go to church anymore I
0: still Um, struggle with some of that yeah so I think I was afraid
1: to reach out but eventually I did and I'm glad I did because now you know I see him as a brother and look up to him in a ton of ways he's he's a great great guy so
0: well, congratulations, Ryan. We love you. Yes, Ryan. <laughs> and also, say enough good things about you. Josh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank it was you so much wonderful for co- this to is, talk with you. I love this. This I, is great. I loved it too. Thanks. So
1: fun. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, That's emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.